0: Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life? Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from
1: past shows.
0: Groan and sexy!
1: Bye. Welcome to, Welcome to the dumbest, dumbest part of, of your, your day. day. by This is Common Man and T-Bone. If
2: your expectations are going to go in there, there's going to be a doctor who's like, bing bong, time to look at the pee pee. Like, that's, you'll probably get more than that, I'm guessing.
0: That would put me at ease. Would it? Yes. Look, if I had somebody walk in there with a sock puppet and said, bing bong, time to look at your pee pee, (laughs) I would instantly
1: be put at ease. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted. Five minute delays with Leanna Ray.
3: You guys like Bjork
1: and random sounds from the internet. Yes, sorry, shavaka Do you want to sack? The guy is drunk. Whoa, back! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is man and bone.
0: <laughs> Happy Monday. Happy New Year. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. I Happy twenty twenty two. Haven't seen you in forever. Well, I haven't. I haven't seen you in like two weeks. We embraced today. Got the new open to start the show this mm-hmm. year. You've yeah. outdone yourself. I don't I don't know about that. But we there it is. Big show today. Huge show. I Massive show. I don't show. know about that either. We do have Yikes at five thirty-four. That's back for the new year Mm. until it's not and we get sick of it, which is soon. Soon indeed. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Here's the thing. You go away from
2: your radio show for a couple weeks or in my case 10 days, you were gone for a week, but now we're both back together and we'll do this stuff for like a week and then go, ah, we should probably change all this. Like, at the end of the year we didn't feel that way because we were in it. But then when you have some distance away from it, we'll probably say ah, crap. Yikes. I don't know. Should we keep doing it? Because it requires
0: extra effort.
2: Yeah. And that's, we're lazy. That's really it. We do the same thing with like almost every guest we ever interview on a recurring well, that's, basis. That's never happening. Should, should we talk
0: to this person again this season? And by the, way, by the way, you guys don't know this yet, but we have made the decision to kill off one of our regular guests. Oh. <laughs> you don't know yeah. who it is yet. I don't know that I know who it you is. You know who it is. Did I? Yes, you know. Okay, all right, fine. Because remember, when it was done... I said don't oh, add yeah. don't okay. we're not doing you're it again
2: right. you're right I do know I'm going to miss him I'm going to miss him too I just I'm not going like to miss him it. so much <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to miss it I know exactly what you mean Um by the way I know we're not going to start off talking about this but uh I looked up on the screen just now and I'm seeing dueling Jamar Chase highlights on the TV cuz he's awesome Nah yeah, we we will spend plenty of time on that today but Bengals fans, I want you to know something: the best player on your roster is that wide receiver wearing number one. That's it. Don't don't confuse anything right, well, with gonna anybody. We're going to do plenty we'll get of that. There. I'm just I'm just throwing it, I'm throwing it out there early. That guy is insane. It is a reaction Monday today, sponsored
0: by Taco Bell. So, That's a reaction. That's I'm reacting to what yes, I saw yesterday. And if you were a Bengal fan yesterday, it is erection Monday for you. It's still (laughs) what attention. What if you're a female Bengals fan? What? That's not what. Well,
2: don't answer answer that question. I'm sorry I asked it because I forgot who I was talking to for just a half second. Don't answer that question. Change your panties Monday. Don't answer the question. Is what it is. Is what I
0: just said. Don't answer it. And if you're a Browns fan, it is limp Monday. Yeah, of course. Um.
2: I we got plenty of time to get into all that. I would just tell you, there's only one objective tonight, and that is to ruin Ben Roethlisberger's final home game. All right, why that's do you it? keep jumping
0: to the four o'clock hour? I'm just talking because we have we have college football stuff, three I'm just o'clock talking. hour, NFL things, four o'clock hour, five o'clock hour. Who the hell knows? All right, fine.
2: I'm just I'm just talking out loud, man. It's been a long time since you and I got to talk, and I'm just Betty throwing White's everything dead. at you. Want to do that? Betty White's dead. No, that's that's one of my that's one of my yikes.
0: Okay. Well, that's a, you know what
2: we're oh, not ruined. breaking
0: news. No, I. Did. She's dead, and you know what? She deserves it. I did. I did. She deserves sadly. to be dead because what? she's given interviews to People Magazine talking about. Ah,
4: oh, it's so great to be a hundred. You didn't make it there yet.
2: Stop bragging. You didn't well, get there they, yet. They, maybe that's what's in the interview. Did you read the interviews? Maybe that's what she said. Was I don't know why you're doing this yet. I haven't actually done this, but I know you have to put this in print anyway. Now you're ruining one of my yikes, which I'm sorry. I'm the sorry. whole show in five minutes. Good. Do all the let's do all the things. I'm not really mad at Betty White. I did break the news to my wife about Betty White. That was she was out running around, she came back. I like how you have to break the news well, about someone neither of you have ever met. I didn't really break the news. It was I didn't inform her of it at the time it occurred. Oh, so, and so then no, as soon no, as no. she walks in the door, you go right away! You no, scream no, no. Betty White at her. No it actually I felt bad because seven hours had gone by since I saw that happened I felt very sad about it I ta- I even tweeted something about how she was a comedic genius and she will she be missed all of those things yeah and then later on that night we're just sitting around kind of minding our business in the den my wife's looking at her phone all of a sudden she goes oh no and I said oh what happened I thought I, who knows what I thought somebody we knew she goes Betty White yeah, and I said yeah you know. Well, it is sad, right? But I said, I all, oh, but my reaction to it was not, yeah, wasn't that sad. It was like, oh, that was seven hours ago. Where have you been? And then I realized that's a bit harsh. Maybe, maybe just say, yes, honey, you must have missed that news. It was shocking to me as well, or disappointing.
0: I'm not really shocked. That, are, are you shocked when someone who's a hundred dies? No, I'm not shocked. Somebody said that to me this weekend. It's like, oh, first John Madden, now Betty White. What's next? I said, oh, I don't know. 85-year-old and a 99-year-old die. All right. But the way they said it was like, oh, they're coming for your children. The Grim Reaper. <laughs> coming for your children. The
2: same person walk outside. It's like, it's cloudy. There are thunder noises happening. I'm seeing lightning. What is this, rain happening? Like, yes, it's all signs point to it might rain on you if you see all that.
0: All right, Buckeyes beat Utah in the Rose Bowl, 48-45. to
2: 45. Full disclosure, I was prepared to come in here today for most of that game and say, listen, the Rose Bowl doesn't matter, it's pointless, it, who cares? But then, and then Herbie got to you and no, screamed at you? No, but then the Buckeyes won the
0: game, and I was like, what a great victory. See? Thrilling I'm, accomplishment. I'm back. I, I thought... You know, when, they, when I first realized their fate, and they're not playing for a Big Ten championship, they're not going to the playoffs, the Rose Bowl was going to be the fate, I said, I'm not there, I'm not excited, talk to me the week of the game. And yeah. maybe I'll, maybe I'll get there. And so I'm doing the shows last week, and I still wasn't there. And I said, well, talk to me on Saturday morning, and maybe I'll be there. And I found myself watching this game, the game was being played, and I did not care. No, no, no! I did I, not I'm, care.
2: I'm in the same boat as far as all of that. I just mean I was prepared for all of that to say, yeah. Well, of course. Who look at how this oh, because was? because You for thought Utah. they were going to lose the game? Well, not just that, but all the things you just said. But also, Utah. How many people did they have there? Sixty thousand people there. I mean, it yeah, was, they were excited. They'd never yeah. done that before. This was their national championship game. Yeah, they're not getting to a national championship game. At least not anytime soon. Most likely. Not because they're Utah, but because they're in the Pac-12. So until that whole thing gets fixed, they're probably not going. But they had a chance to go to a Rose Bowl. It's closer proximity for a lot of their fans than OSU fans. And this is like a a once-in-a-lifetime thing they probably felt of going to this first Rose Bowl. So naturally, they had their Super Bowl in front of them. Ohio State is looking at this game as like, well, I guess this will be fine since we can't play for a national championship. I thought... There's no way these two sides are going to have the same level of want and desire to start this game, right? Utah's going to come out fired up. Ohio State's going to try to talk themselves into being fired up. And that's what it looked like for almost three quarters of this game. And then Ohio State finally showed up. Defense started playing just a, just a smidge. And then it, you know, helped that unfortunately their quarterback got hurt. That, I think, helped them a little bit. Helped Ohio State. But, yeah, the reality is Ohio State... Getting the job done. Felt good at the end of it, and I was excited that they won the Rose Bowl.
0: I just didn't expect it to happen that way. Yeah, I didn't feel good at the end of it. I felt relieved at the end of it. I was relieved that they pulled off the victory. I was relieved that the season was done. But as I'm watching that game, I felt like it was an exhibition. That it wasn't even really happening. Like Apollo Creed and Drago without someone dying at the end of it. Although, in that first half, I thought the defense was dead. Oh, and again, yes, they came out in the second half, gave up 100 yards, 110 yards and 10 points, and maybe they found something, maybe they fixed something. The reality is you're going to fix this in the offseason. You're not going to fix it at halftime of the Rose Bowl. Some other stuff happened there, too. Buckeyes controlled the clock and the ball in that second half, and we'll talk about the individual performances, but to me, I'm not going to tell a fan how to be a fan. I'm not Herbie. So if you were excited about that game on Saturday... And you were pumped up for it. More power to you. If oh, that rose yeah. ball still meant something for you. I'm telling you for me, the way that we've now been conditioned as Buckeye fans, the change that we've seen in college football, don't tell me it's not a consolation prize because it is.
2: It well, is. I think to that, to that point, and I, and I'm with you, I, I'm not. I don't, that even—I know you didn't mean it this way, but it almost even sounds like, "Hey, if that's nice for you, enjoy your little thing over there." I'm no, not even, that's not what I, I, know, how I know. I meant you, it. I, know I you envy didn't. you. I wish I cared. Right. That's what I'm saying. Is I'm I'm not in any way demeaning anyone who felt that way about this rose. Yes, Bowl. I want to be you. I'm I want to s- be in you. I'm. <laughs> 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 you took it a level more than it needed He's to. That's all. All I'm saying is, with the Rose Bowl, I cannot have a world where you're constantly telling me the entire college football model is telling me the most important thing for teams like Ohio State, uh Alabama, LSU, Clemson, and obviously this year, yes, Cincinnati's in the mix. Meat Chicken got in there yes, somehow. But these are not but perennials. You can't tell the Georgia fans of the world, oh, you didn't make it to the, you know, big time playoff games, whichever bowl games those are each and every year. Oh, don't worry. You get get to go to the Citrus Bowl. Isn't that fun? Citrus Bowl's got a lot of history. It's like, yeah, I know it's not the Rose Bowl, but that's their version. That's one of those other games they go to when they're not going to a national championship game. That's what this feels like. The Rose Bowl has a ton more history, but it is still the game you're going to because you're not going to the national championship. So you can't tell me all year the national championship's the thing, and then when my team that's expected to go doesn't, Hey, be well, really excited problem, about this other no. thing. I,
0: I understand why the seventy-year-old Buckeye fan still thinks the Rose Bowl is a big deal. All right, but I, I don't understand how the people that are paid, that make incomes, talking about college football, still don't grasp that the the goal line has changed. Oh, for yeah. certain programs. Wow. wow, these guys just don't love it. It's like, no, that's not what it is. It's not. No, they didn't love football more back in 1975. The options are different now, both on the field and off the field for these guys. This is going to be a weird analogy or a weird example no, of I how I expect learned this. anything
2: else. From all right. You. Well, welcome to 2022. Same old T-Bone. But I remember as a kid, the 97 Rose Bowl, right? You know, David Boston, catches the touchdown, the end zone, all that stuff like that that moment for me was as close as my Buckeyes got to a national championship in my formative years. Growing up in the 80s and 90s, they didn't get to a national championship game every other year. That was not where it was back then. But they did lose to Michigan a lot. They eventually, though, got to this Rose Bowl. And that was, you know, Jake Plummer. They 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 came back, and after he scored a go-ahead touchdown, they went right back down the field and scored. Your guy, Joe Jermaine, lead them on that drive. Mm-hmm. We got commemorative glasses. There was a local, I forget which company had made them. We bought these 97 Rose Bowl with the logos and the score and all that stuff. We had these glasses. They're like pint glasses. Had four of them in our house growing up as a kid when I was in high school. This is what I would drink out of. Anything that we had in the house, that's what I'd put it in. And I remember like after that, leaving the home, coming back later. My parents had since many years later gotten 2002 National Championship commemorative glasses probably from the same people right and i remember going and opening the cupboard one day and grabbing that glass and going oh wow look at that that's and the Rose Bowl glasses suddenly were just like, oh, yeah, those those are nice. I remember using the Like, I remember when that was the big deal. I remember when that was what we lived new our lives around. glasses. Yeah. There's but, new glasses but in But then town. we got the new ones, and then one of those breaks, it's like, ah, it's okay. Don't break the national championship glasses. I'm just saying, you change over time. This stuff happens. Like, Buckeye fans do evolve, and that is an ev- evolution that has occurred.
0: We will talk about the game. We'll talk about the great individual performances in the Rose Bowl coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan
5: fan traffic from Meister's Bar Traffic Center
3: Good afternoon. Watch out for ramp restrictions on I-70 eastbound at the 71 east split. This crash is blocking the right side on the ramp. Please be careful as traffic begins to build. Plan on some heavy slowdowns as things clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Raise your hand if you like burritos. Put a Taco Bell $2 beefy melt burrito in that hand. Seasoned beef with a three cheese blend? Put another beefy melt burrito in the other hand. You're welcome. At participating Taco Bell stores for a limited time only. Price participation by very tax extra. I'm Leanna Ray with Van traffic.
0: Ne- Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance, and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company, you can trust.
1: Get in touch with your stupid. If worms had machine guns, then birds wouldn't be scared of them. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. Bone, give me a number. Uh, Let's go
0: with 12. I don't like that number. All right, let's go with 11. I don't like that. Let's go with 15. Okay. The number of catches for Jackson, Smith, and Jigba on saturday call number 15 right now 614-821-9710 gets a 50 dollar taco bell gift card because today is reaction monday and taco bell sponsors reaction monday oh they do i knew that is this the final reaction monday of the year teddy no okay thank
6: you <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like, know if they were doing <laughs> through oh, the Oh, man, Super I got to It goes through the Super Bowl, I believe. We're okay. reacting even to the Super even Bowl. Even after the Super I Bowl. I
2: got news for you. I'm going to be reacting to things after the Super Bowl, too. That's it's kind like, of the nature of the show. We react to everything that happens. Not just the Super Bowl or, or football, but all right. That's
0: fine. Glad anyway, they're here. We have uh, Taco Bell for you. Buckeyes beat Utah in the Rose Bowl, 48-45. C.J. Stroud, 573 oh. yards six touchdowns it's amazing that a guy can throw 573
2: yards six touchdowns and not and be not, the story and not be this not be the mvp of the game not be the story coming out of the, i mean he is one of the stories clearly he he by all accounts was part of the leadership group that at halftime got this team to say all right guys we need a little bit more let's go and the team responded but one of the guys who had an absolutely monstrous game, as you just mentioned, is Jackson Smith and
0: Jigba. Fifteen catches, three hundred and forty-seven yards, set a college football bowl game record. Three hundred, if I'm not mistaken, and forty-seven for the yards. FBS schools, right? And three measly touchdowns to go with that as well. <laughs> and he was just—he was everywhere. They had no option for him. And you know, let's. Let's throw the term "slot receiver" away for him, because I know that's how I he sort of I started out the season as the number three option in the slot receiver. He is wide receiver number one, and he has been wide receiver number one all season long. Well, right, we have talked about this on the show.
2: I know we have talked about it off the air as well, and I've talked about it with about anybody that will listen off the air. That I thought of the three guys. He was as dangerous as any wide receiver the Buckeyes had this year. But I was willing to understand that prior to this game, that could be because you've got two guys in Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave who are so talented, defenses are saying, well, how do we stop this guy and stop that guy and stop their running game and do these other things? And so at some point, someone's bound to get loose. And Jackson Smith and Jigba is one of the guys that gets left with Better matchups than maybe some of his, you know, peers, right? Well, not on Saturday. I think everyone knew going into this game, that's the wide receiver you need to shut down. Yes, that's their leading wide receiver and he's the one of those three that's still playing. So I think Utah was fully aware of what he was capable of and he put up one of the most ridiculous games I've ever seen in college football for any position ever. Let's say they didn't halfway through that game. They did. Yeah, and they
0: still couldn't do anything about it. Could not stop him. Huge catches everywhere you go. You know, I we, we talked about him being a slot receiver. We talked about him being consistent. But he's not just consistent. To your point, he's dangerous. Oh, yeah. He will beat you over Huge the middle. Weapon. He'll beat you with all the over-the-shoulder catches. He was fantastic. I am so excited to see what he brings next year to the table when he truly will be the feature-wide receiver in this offense. But you know what? He's not going to be the only one and I, we, we've talked about the the depth in this wide receiver room and how it's as good as it's ever been, and that's not even a question, right? Yeah. Brian Hartline earns every single dollar of his money, and th- these guys are so uber-talented. I look at Marvin Harrison Jr. He had three touchdown catches in this game, and just the way that he runs routes. He runs routes like he's a 10-year pro in the National Football League, and I understand the genes are there and the lineage is there. There's a built-in instinct there. That he just knows how to run a route. It was, I think it was like the 11 yard touchdown catch that he had or something like that in the second half where he had a deke to the inside, went right to the outside. And kudos to CJ Stroud. He stayed with him. He didn't react to it. He knew it was coming. It was a pitch and catch. It looked so easy and it wasn't easy, but it was an NFL type throw and catch. Well, and, and make no mistake. I think you're right about, you know, some players
2: just have that extra little something however they have it, where they just get the concepts, they do things a little bit better than anyone else they play with. But Marvin Harrison Jr. too, it's hard work, man, to be able to run routes like that. It's a it's a dedication to the craft. It's I, I assume it's the same thing for running a route as it is being able to place your fastball, even if you've got all the gas in your arm, being able to put that fastball right over the black stripes of the plate I assume it's the same as if you're a guy who hits clutch free throws in basketball. it's, It's a thing that you should know how to do. Most guys are drilled how to run routes from day one. As far as you learn that technique starting off, if you're going to be a wide receiver, you start learning. This is how you run a route. This is what you need to do. But a lot of guys abandon that in the heat of the game because they, for whatever reason, right, the adrenaline gets to you or you just see something you think you can get by your guy a little quicker. He he is committed to it, and he runs him about as well as anyone we've seen thus far. It's an
1: art.
0: I really it's, think it is. He's it's like that guy who can find the the hole in the zone. You know, you can watch it on film the week before and say, "All right, here's where it is. Here's where it's going to be." When you're in that moment, it's harder to 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 get, harder yeah. to classify. But Marvin Harrison Jr., it's almost like he's like he's running on instinct,
2: and then. Amika Buka might end up being the best return man in college football when it's all said and done with his career, right? And he'll be your th- number three option next year, a wide receiver.
0: And, and Julian Fleming's there too, <laughs> if he stays in the program. <laughs> right. So is the number one recruit in his class who's got six three height and can go fight for a football. Right. So
2: this I I, I want to like I don't want to start denigrating other things just to praise the wide receivers, but it is hard for me to ignore the fact that you had two of your school's best wide receivers ever to play the game, right? And Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, as far as pure talent, I'm not talking records. I'm just saying pure talent. Those guys are as good as we've ever seen at Ohio State. And they sat out this game, and we are talking about how next year's wide receiver core could be just as good or better, given the guys that are in the pipeline. Yeah. How? Oh, I know how. Brian Hartline is excellent at what he does, and they are they have put a priority on that, and he does not miss. But how does a school like Ohio State go from having that big of a luxury of depth at that position, and then you look at your linebackers and go, "I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on." That's
0: been that's been the storyline for years now.
2: Is that not crazy to you that I, I said this during the game? How how is it that Ohio State has gone years without having like just an? El- I am not saying the linebackers you have are bad. I am saying they don't have an elite guy that you say that's the leader of your defense plays on the line. You don't, or, or plays linebacker. You don't have a linebacker. A you, point to guy. Say, you don't have a guy who's going to, who's draftable in the first five rounds of the draft. Not yet. Not right now. And I, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. I hope it does, but that's, it's hard to watch that and not understand.
0: It's hard for me to understand how that can occur. CJ Stroud was fantastic. We'll talk more about him coming up. And Herbie has a hot take. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
5: Fan traffic. From Meister's Bar Traffic Center.
3: Good afternoon. Watch out for a crash blocking the right side of the ramp from southbound I-71 to I-70 eastbound at the 71 east split. Plan on some heavy backups in this area as things continue to clear, and please use caution over here as well. striving traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples helps your business grow with custom-printed sales and marketing materials. I get 25% off custom-printed labels, postcards, flyers, brochures, and more when you spend $60 or more. In-store only. Offer ends on the 29th. See staples.com slash print for details. Staples, the working and learning store. the NRA with fan traffic.
4: and sweaty don't be like Quad and beaver queef. call my friends at care heating and cooling care heating and cooling call 1-800 cooling or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company beaver queef can trust
1: don't worry we don't get bones analogies either this is common
0: man and t-bone Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. The segment that's not a segment, Yike, is coming up at 534. Happy New Year to all of you idiots. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the podcast for free. Anywhere you get your audio, search Common Man and T-Bone, you'll see our stupid cartoon faces pop up. Well, you know, Mike, there's a lot of
2: people doing New Year's resolutions Mm -hmm. right now. Maybe you're like, oh, man, all those resolutions, I always make them, I always fail. Well, why don't you now say, one of my New Year's resolutions is to subscribe to Common Man and T-Bone's podcast. And then, you just do that, and you can say, hey, look,
0: I already did one of my resolutions. Knock that one out. You're good. Buckeyes beat Utah in the Rose Bowl, 48-45. C.J. Stroud, as we talked about, was awesome. 573 yards, six touchdowns, did have the one end zone pick, but... Look, man, he, you can say, well, he's he's taking advantage of a world-class wide receiver room. He is. Of course he is. But that's his job, to take advantage of that. I saw more than a couple stories over the weekend after that performance saying, C.J. Stroud Heisman campaign starts next year with this game. And it does. You can't put up almost 600 passing yards In the Rose Bowl, I don't care who you're playing or what the circumstances are and not have people notice. C.J. Stroud is on the short list, and I wouldn't be surprised when the lines open up for next year if he is not the Heisman Trophy favorite for next year. Yeah, I tend to think you're
2: right, although one of the guys who probably has a chance to also be in that mix is the
0: guy he's throwing the ball to, 15 catches, right? Yeah, Jackson Smith was going to be there too. We know it's more of an uphill climb for anyone who's not a quarterback. I know, oh, I the know, quarterback's I know. always going to get the love.
2: I know that. I'm saying that's <laughs> that's always the issue when you have a really talented offense and you have a lot of great players on that offense. There's a little bit of, well, which one of those guys makes it happen, right? And the answer is probably they both do. You can, you can theoretically, Mike, I'm not saying this is the case here. You could theoretically have the best wide receiver in the country and the best quarterback in the country play on the same team. And so if you're a Heisman voter, you could literally vote the quarterback and the wide receiver or wide receiver and quarterback one and two. How often do people do that for fear of not wanting to look like they're dumb or that they didn't really pay attention to football or, well, we got to spread the love around? I don't think you're going to see a lot of Heisman voters voting a wide receiver and a quarterback one and two. So that's that's unfortunately the problem is you may have the best quarterback and best receiver in the country on the same team. I can see that case being made. It's unfortunate because I don't think a lot of people will vote that way. You're right. They'll probably vote quarterback over wide receiver nine times out of
0: ten. This offense has evolved throughout the season, maybe to match the the lack of defense at times, but we saw C.J. Stroud in this game throw the ball 46 times against Michigan. He threw it 49 times. Nebraska threw it 54 times. These are all games later in the season. And we didn't see as much consistency from the running game. Do we expect that to continue into next season? I, I do a little bit for a couple reasons.
2: One is, regardless of, we'll talk about the offensive line in a second. But regardless of what that offensive line is, Ryan Day is who he is. Ryan Day's offense is based around throwing the football. Urban Myers spread offense, which is similar, but Urban's offense was spread around or was based around running the football. And then obviously you got plenty of pass opportunities out of that. But Brian Day's focus for this offense is going to be to have great wide receivers and a great quarterback to spread the ball around. Let those guys go make plays. So I think that's part of the philosophy, right, that we just have had to adjust to over the last few years and get used to is that you, you're you not going to see the ball run as often, but I do think part of that philosophy has has changed a bit over the years even for Ryan Day because of the fact that this offensive line right now I mean you saw it you saw it in this game we've seen it all year they they looked good to start the season and then we quickly found out when they played a tough defense like defensive front 7 front 5 four, front 4 any of that this team was struggling with run blocking yeah. which is so weird Given that everybody I've ever heard who's played offensive line says, Oh yeah, man, run blocking is you you just, you know, bring your lunch pail and you go out there and win those battles. Pass blocking is where the technique and the finesse and all these other things, but run blocking, I mean, that's what you live for is just being able to go out there and pop somebody and knock them off the ball. And you just haven't seen that out of this offensive line group for whatever reason.
0: Herbie had a hot take on Saturday. He was uh at the desk before the Rose Bowl and Talking about all these guys opting out of games. He says, I just don't understand if you don't make it to the playoff, how is it meaningless to play football? Isn't that what we do as football players is we compete? I don't know that expanding it, talking about expanding the playoffs, is going to change anything. I really don't. I think this era of player just doesn't love football.
7: So, of course, he got some uh,
0: okay. blowback from those comments. And, you know, Herbie's all about jumping on other people and their hot takes when he doesn't agree. But then he gets some blowback and, oh, I got to explain things on Twitter. So Herbie goes on Twitter and says, just want to clarify some of my comments from earlier today. Of course, some players love the game the same today as ever, but some don't. I'll always love the players of this game and sorry if people thought I generalized or lumped them all into one category. Let's discuss this, (laughs) because uh, Herbie makes his money in this game. He's not ignorant. I mean, look, the game of football has changed. Of course it has. Herbie played college football in 1990. The game has changed a lot since then. Want proof? Let's look at these numbers. C.J. Stroud just finished the season with 4,500 passing yards, 44 touchdowns, and six picks, and came in third in Heisman Trophy voting. Right. Was it third or fourth? Uh I thought it was third, right? right? Doesn't matter. Didn't win the Heisman Trophy. There you go. That's right. All right? 4,500 yards, 44 touchdowns, and six picks. If C.J. Stroud played college football in 1990, they would have bronzed him on the spot. (laughs) <laughs> they would have made a. St- he would have been crying for help. It would be because the they just they'd just be covering him with molten metal, trying to make a statue of his entire body. Right. He'd be crying like the Tin Man, saying, "Let me out of here." That's how much the game has changed. We have a playoff scenario. We will expand the playoffs. The game will change even more. These bowl games, for the most part, are meaningless. And yes, sometimes that includes the Rose Bowl when you're a team like Ohio State that has aspirations to win your conference, win your division, of course, beat Michigan, and go to the national championship or have an opportunity to play in the national championship by getting to the playoffs. So, of course, things for those programs have changed. But you know what aggravates me? God forbid these guys think ahead to their professional careers. All right? Doesn't mean they don't love the game of football. means they want to be smart about how they're approaching the offseason before they enter the NFL. When Herbie was done playing football at Ohio State, what he did was he got in touch with all of the local radio stations here in town. Got in touch with us, got in touch with WTVN, because he needed to find a job for himself. And he thought media would be the best place for his skills, to grow his skills. right? So he came in, started working in the market, worked at 610, worked here. This was his entire life, being a broadcaster in Columbus, Ohio. And then what happened? Oh, and then he got a call from ESPN. Well, that's the thing. is Herbie started working at ESPN. Well, he was still working here, by the way, did, in did this you, market. Did you work with him at all when he was working for ESPN? Of course I ESPN? did. Oh. And I, I will tell you, one of my biggest pet peeves with Herbie at the time, you know, before he just became a, a snake, but one of my be- biggest pet peeves was when he was here, he wasn't taking the job as seriously as I was taking the job. You want to know why? Because he had his eyes on bigger things. Right. He was all committed to the job locally until the national people called. Right? It's mm. almost like Herbie mm. uh. doesn't love broadcasting as much as I love broadcasting. Well, doesn't love
2: broadcasting in Columbus, Ohio as much as he does broadcasting on a national well, what are level.
0: Are we here for are we have here for the love of broadcasting yeah, and serving right. your local market or are we uh. just here We just here for the glitz and glamour of the big time. Well, I
2: you, you <laughs> There's are so many stories you've told me about your time working with him. Those are yours to well, tell, that, That's my but, problem. But people say, what's your problem with him?" My problem is, is he's a hypocrite. That's my problem. If you're going to say this stuff and then not actually live it out. Now, again, this was a long time ago. Maybe he has changed as a person, right? But I don't understand ever questioning, I don't think this person loves the game. That is lazy analysis and broadcasting. Let's, let's think about something, Mike. What do people say when they're talking about Tom Brady? Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, and the the greats of a sport. What do they always say about those guys? Well, they had something most other guys didn't. They wanted it more. They just wanted it more. Yeah, they were talented, they were all those things, but they wanted it more. We equate wanting it, loving the sport, all that, with how good you are. In his entire college football career, Kirk Herbstreet threw fewer touchdowns than C.J. Stroud threw in the Rose Bowl a couple days ago. He threw five touchdowns. CJ had six. So if we're going to talk about love of the game and all that, there's other ways to judge love of the game. Maybe Kirk Herbstreet sucked as a college quarterback because he didn't love football as much as CJ Stroud does or as much as some of the modern college football quarterbacks. See how that's kind of unfair to do to him? it's very unfair. But that's what he's doing when he says, these guys are just chasing a million-dollar paycheck or they just don't love the game as much. Buddy, you can have other dreams than playing for the Ohio State Buckeyes. And as much as I wish everyone's ultimate goal was to just win a national championship for Ohio State, you're going to tell me you think the majority of guys who are top 100 recruits in college football, their ultimate dream isn't to get to the NFL? Of course it is. And that doesn't have anything to do necessarily with money. It has to do with if you love football, where do you go to be the best football player possible? And now you've got guys you have where this isn't a dream anymore. It's right in front of it's them. It's right there, and they... there's one thing standing in between that, and that is one freak accident. What's his name from Ole Miss Le-
0: in the well, bowl game? What's his? What's the hell's the guy's Matt name? Corral. Yes, twisted up his ankle.
2: Now, what happened? Okay, but let's also look at for the Buckeyes. Lathan Ransom snapped his leg in that game. Yeah. Going to be out for eight months or whatever. I don't know how long that takes. It takes a while. What if you're one of these guys and that, how did that happen, by the way? On kick coverage, just a guy ran into him and his his leg just broke because that's football. It's a violent, tough game. And one of those random things could ruin your decision to go play in the NFL. You really want to risk that for one game like this? I don't blame the guys who say, I would rather go out and play. Fine. But I also don't blame the guys who say, nope, I'm not risking it. Hot take, Herbie.
0: That's what I like to call him. Stupid, Herbie. That's what I like to call (laughs) him. Stupid. Why don't you like my
5: hot take?
0: Buckeyes shattered the record books. That, too, on Saturday. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic.
3: From Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that earlier crash has cleared from the ramp from southbound I-71 to I-70 eastbound. All lanes have reopened in that area, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Plan on some residual delays. This traffic report is sponsored by Jackson Hewitt. Get your biggest refund guaranteed. Jackson Hewitt Tax Pros will help find thousands worth of new tax credits so get every dollar you deserve. So why wait? Schedule an appointment with one of their tax pros and learn more at jacksonhewitt.com. Leanna Ray with fan traffic.
1: Broadcasting live from the Tacoma Dome. Here's Man and Bone. Happy Monday, Happy New Year,
0: friends. We're so glad you've tuned in three hours a day, every single day. It's a new year, and your New Year's resolution should be to listen to more of this show. That's good. It's I like that resolution. Losing weight and you know spend time with your family—that's all fine. Listening to this show will help you achieve your other goals in life. You will become thinner and more handsome slash sexy by listening to this show. My resolution
2: is to call out more of Kirk Herbstreet's hypocrisy
0: every day. Uh, Ohio State breaking the records in that game on Saturday at the Rose Bowl. Ohio State's 553 passing yards, 683 total yards, all-time Rose Bowl records. Um... Marks the first time Ohio State's ever given up 35 points in the first half and won.
2: There's a lot of there's a lot of bad that goes with the good on the well, records, they right? Won. They,
0: the end of that is they, they won. They won and won. Right. Uh, Ohio State's 48 points are the most scored Ohio State has ever scored in the Rose Bowl. Uh, Utah's 45 points are the most Ohio State's ever allowed in the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet it is. C.J. Stroud's 573 passing yards were an Ohio State's single-game record, regardless of bowl, not a bowl. Uh, Stroud's six touchdowns are the most ever for Ohio State in a bowl game and a Rose Bowl record. Stroud's 80.4 completion percentage, is that good? That's pretty good. Is the highest ever for Ohio State in a bowl game. And of course, we're bearing the lead because Jackson Smith and Jigba's 347 receiving yards are a new Ohio State single game record and the most receiving yards in any bowl game ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. That's
2: it, right. It was just a, a historic night. Can I, can I just real quickly point out? Cause we spent a lot of time talking about this game and, and Ryan Day deserves a lot of credit for keeping his team in it and finding a way to get this team back to a place to win the game. I feel like a butt is coming
0: and you're going to talk about that kick at the end of the game. Well, aren't you?
2: Can we not acknowledge that there are some questionable calls that are happening with this team? Like that's one of them too. I was trying to figure out why they ran, why they called a timeout with 12 seconds left to kick that field goal. And then from what Twitter was saying, and maybe again, maybe there's some clarification later that came from this. I did not hear it. If it did, there was apparently some kind of injury timeout that occurred at 12 seconds left for Ohio State. And I somehow, I don't know if that means they took Ohio State's timeout away. I wouldn't think so. But they elected to just kick the ball right then. 12 seconds. I know it's not a lot of time. But it's any time, and I don't know why that was the case. But let's say that was unavoidable. Maybe there was some reason that that had to be the case. You had to kick it there. Okay, I'm even willing to go with that. Why do you kick the ball to Britton Covey or whatever his name? Was that the guy, I think, that took the kick back? Why do you? It kick, is now.
0: Why do you kick to that guy with 12 seconds left? That was I tell you kicking to any guy. If your answer is because our kicker cannot kick it out of the end zone, then you know what? Kick it out of bounds. Right. Take the penalty. Right. Don't
2: <laughs> there's no reason to give a guy who had a who actually already took a kick back to give him another chance. Why would you tempt fate? And then, fortunately for Ohio State, he didn't apparently understand that there were nine seconds left or whatever when he caught the ball. Just run it up the gut and fall down. You'd still have five or six seconds left to get your offense out there to try something and have a play. I mean, that would be better than What they did, which was they just me crazy. The
0: kick coverage has been very poor. It was poor against Michigan. You and I had this discussion. Michigan's starting every single drive on their 35, 40-yard line because Ohio State's got these little stupid pooch kicks that Michigan's returning with no problem whatsoever. I understand back in the day, Urban liked to do this. They would design this where they didn't want to get a touchback. They wanted to kick it away. They had trust in their kick coverage to stop whoever the hell it was returning the ball before they got to the 25. Guess what? You can't do that well anymore. No, you start can't. coaching for the guys you have on the
2: field. I just want to say during this game, I saw a lot of people posting about, are we sure Ryan Day is making the right calls here? These, these seems like some questionable decisions all throughout this game. And then the Buckeyes came back and suddenly was like, "Ah, oh, hey, we're good. Oh, let's forget. We all said that. Just there's nothing wrong with doing that is all I'm going to say. There's nothing wrong even in a win with saying, huh, Ryan Day made some questionable well, decisions. Yes. And, He, we have to remember this is the first time he's been a head coach at any level. So if we see problems, we might want to say, huh, is this first
0: time guy making the right calls here? There's nothing wrong with that. When coaches watch film after a game, do they only, are they only going to sit down and watch the second half of that film? No, no so they're, they're going to watch, watch the first, first, first half, half. Too. There's a lot of mistakes in that first half. There's a lot of bad in that first half that needs to be addressed in the offseason. And it's
2: easy to chalk it all up to, well, that's defensive coaches. That's their problem. Ryan is an offensive guy. He's a college football head coach. His, his job is to have a good offense and a good defense, and you hire the right people to make sure you get the right defense. You hi- you find the right players to play in that defense. Recruiting, all that. That has to be better next in the next few years. That all has to get better this
0: offseason. Bengals win the AFC North. Brownies in action tonight. We'll discuss it all coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic
3: from Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on Morse Road at Mays Road. This accident does involve injuries. Please be very careful over here as they get things cleaned up. Plan on slowdowns for at least another 15 minutes. This traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Raise your hand if you like burritos. Put a Taco Bell $2 beefy melt burrito in that hand. Season B for the free cheese blend. Put another beefy melt burrito in the other hand. You're welcome. At participating Taco Bell stores for a limited time only, price for dismayed, Berry, tax extra. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic.
0: with arms wide open the way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with care Care Heating and Cooling, call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust
1: Fat and happy Hey, one out of two isn't bad This is Common Man and T-Bone Happy New Year
0: so glad you've tuned in. We have the segment that's not a segment. Yikes! Coming up at five thirty-four. Lots of NFL this hour. Bengals win the AFC North with a dramatic, riveting win against the Chiefs yesterday. Uh, Joe Burrow, just you know, oh hum, four hundred and fifty <laughs> yards again through the air, and uh, you know we were talking about Joe Burrow last week. And Timmy, I think, was marveling at, at his stats. And I said, yes, they're very impressive. But you're also playing a Ravens team with you and I playing in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Well, That's fair. Well, you know what, though? Yesterday they weren't. <laughs> no, <right>? they were <laughs> playing the Chiefs. Right. He's he's throwing up these huge numbers. And just like we were talking about Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jamar Chase. And please allow myself to pat myself on the back. What okay. I said made no sense. But, <laughs> All right. I also want to point out that I was a guy back in the day that if I had the number one pick would have chosen Ryan Leaf ahead of Peyton Manning. Yeah, that's right. But I'm saying that I totally redeemed myself by saying that Jamar Chase was the pick and anybody who thought otherwise was stupid, I'm clearly a genius. You are. You've nailed it. Yes. I mean, he doesn't get any of the credit for being awesome. (laughs) Well, I think if we're going to just keep taking credit, I think
2: we both should get a little credit, too, for this offseason or in the uh, preseason where he had a couple drops and people said, "Uh oh, this was a bad pick. Oh, no, the Bengals suck. And it's like, you know, guys, let's let him play an NFL game or two before we just write off Jamar Chase's career. Remember that? Everybody said he's going to drop the ball. He's terrible. This sucks. We screwed this pickup. And then it so far has uh, gone I would say, better than expected. I mean, at least as good as expected, but 266 yards yesterday, and it's not even about the yardage necessarily. It's about the way those plays happened and when they came. That touchdown he scored, the first one, that game is almost over in the first quarter if you don't go down and score a touchdown Absolutely. I mean, the way the Chiefs came out of the gate, get up two scores on the road, that crowd was Stunned. And understandably, right? You're all hyped up, hoping you're going to lock in a playoff spot and possibly not lock in a playoff spot, lock in the AFC North Championship. And then you come out and you're not even, it looks like, putting up much of a fight. And then he single-handedly takes a pass that should have gone 12 yards or so and turned it into a 60-plus-yard touchdown. Jim Nance sounded like someone had surprised him at a Halloween haunted house where he was just like, this is a great catch here. And oh, my God! Ah! Ah! Like, he just lost his mind. Because he didn't even, no one saw this, and all of a sudden, he's
0: gone to the races. That was unbelievable by him. He can do it all, man. He can do it all. Well, he, he had every single catch you could possibly imagine in that game yesterday. Did he have the
2: catch on the sidelines with a guy in his face, yes. and the ball is high-pointed, and yes. he's got to get two feet down, and it's for the first down on the third, and he, whatever. And he's being yes. double-teamed. Yes, yes, he had that multiple times. Did he have the catch where you catch it two yards from the line of scrimmage, and, and then, then run 60 yards? Or or, yes, yes, he did that, but he also had the one where you catch it two yards from the line of scrimmage on a, you know, first and 10 and he gets you 11 and then you just get another first down and it demoralizes their defense because they surrounded you and he picked his way through and got 11 yards. Those huge plays are obviously the things you want out of Jamar Chase. Those are anybody would love to have that, right? but it's the fact that he makes those tough catches in traffic with a guy on him or with two guys around him and he makes the miss and gets to the sticks. That's, what's going to help you win playoff games, right? Having a weapon like that. It reminded me of when the Ravens had Joe Flacco, which this is not a comparison of Joe Burrow to Joe Flacco. Please don't equate it that way. But when Joe Flacco, that defense that the Ravens had was good. They won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco But one of the biggest reasons they won that year and they won so many playoff games that year was because they had Anquan Bolton making big play after big play. I have no idea what his numbers were that season. I don't care because he would come up with a timely catch in traffic to convert a third down. That's the type of player I see Jamar Chase being not necessarily body type. I'm saying making big plays when you need them to help you win a game. That is, to me, as important as anything when it comes to building a winning team and being able to go out and win playoff games. And he
0: he has that quality. Early in the season, he had you know some some big-time plays and big-time touchdowns. Then he's getting double-teamed. Those big plays sort of going away. He was still effective. He was still a good receiver. But you weren't seeing those big chunks of yardage and the big scoring plays. And he said, well, I have to adapt now because everybody's looking out for me. Guess what? He's adapted. He adapted. And his <laughs> his quarterback is doing a good job of trusting him, not making stupid decisions and stupid throws. Joe Burrow went through that in the middle of the season, too. Yeah. Where he's throwing the ball too often to the other team. Right? Well, and now we're seeing both of these guys mature into the types of players we thought they could be.
2: And there may still be a whole nother learning curve when it comes to getting in the playoffs. Absolutely. And then making Absolutely. those plays
0: in those environments.
2: But this we're talking about a second-year player at quarterback and a first-year player at wide receiver leading this offense to heights that I don't think anyone could have predicted.
0: No, before listen, the season, man. If if Zach Taylor, by some chance, lucks into NFL head coach of the year, he may and he wins that award. He should draw. He should take a saw, cut it in half, give Joe Burrow half, and Jamar Chase the other half. <laughs> That's right, because he doesn't deserve that award but he's got some talent on this team. Well, he got bailed out even yesterday, right?
2: Yeah. That fourth down call, which I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not the wrong decision to go for it there, but it's a tied game. If you don't convert that, you're giving the ball back to Pat Mahomes. And I know their offense didn't score anything pretty much in the second half of that game. Who cares? You want to give the ball back to him? No, but what I also don't want to do is go all the way down to the one yard line and not get any points. That's, that's what I mean. in that's a game what I like mean, that, man. Against Pat, they like, got
0: bailed out by the penalty.
2: Yeah, and and if that penalty does not occur, then you're giving Pat Mahomes 60 yards he has to cover, not 100. Like I just, why 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 would you do that? And I know the difference is seven to three, but it doesn't make any sense. You're right. That was in my mind. That's a dumb call. I know it's gutsy and it, yeah, we're going yeah, to score. Touch on a game because he won the game. No, but he won.
0: You got another chance at it because you got a penalty. If You don't get that penalty call, you don't get that chance. I know, but what I'm saying is there's a fine line between gutsy and stupid. Yes, and the outcome and of the game Taylor, determines which one of those things you are.
2: No, but Zach Zach Taylor is stupid, and the outcomes still work out. He's stupid and lucky is a really good combo. <laughs> Well, you could argue that's what we've been our entire careers, and I'm fine with that. I'm just saying he he has made some dumb decisions that have not somehow shot him in the foot. He's still been able to come out ahead. And part of that is because you have Joe Burrow at your quarterback position, and you have Jamar Chase catching
0: the football for you. Those two really paper over a lot of issues. You know, Joe Burrow seems to make a lot of dumb co- coaches look smart for five minutes. You know, he, he did sure it with, with Coach O in college, who I think yeah. we can all agree now is stupid. And Zach Taylor, maybe he has some sort of transformation. I still think he's stupid. But this is a stupid coach now that's won the AFC North. And I think you and I were both looking for progress from this team, Uh, especially with Joe Burrow coming off the injury last year. You didn't know how long it would be or how many games you'd actually win. And if you won you know, seven games on this team this year, I think people would be pleased with that progress. Now you're a 10-6 and team. You've won the division. And we're realistically talking about what you can do in the playoffs, and how you can make some noise. Well, you've just beaten, I know they've had
2: their ups and downs, but you just went and beat, at home, one of the best, you beat them at your place, one of the best teams in the AFC, if not not the NFL.
0: Because just last week, we were talking about, you know, who's going to go to the Super Bowl? Pretty much everybody, national guys, me and Timmy, we all said, ah, Chiefs. Yeah. Why? Because they're playing the best football. They're hitting their stride. So they come in here, you beat the Chiefs. Don't look at what the Chiefs did in week three and say, wow, well, they've been up and down. Chiefs were hitting their stride. They were the best team in the AFC, playing the best football in the AFC, and the Bengals just took care of business. Yeah. Don't minimize that.
2: Well, and and those we talked a lot about this offense, and rightfully so, it deserves to be talked about. But defensively in this game, Chiefs go out and get a bunch of points in the first half. The Bengals defense this year is not the best defense in the NFL, but it has been more than pretty good and it has come up with timely plays for this offense to give them a chance to go win the game. And that happened. Look at what happened in the second half. You basically shut down the Chiefs that would you not? Wouldn't anyone take your defense can shut down the Chiefs for a half? Yeah. I'd I'd like my chances if I'm playing in a big game, and you tell me your defense will shut down the other team and let them score three points and a half. Okay, I, I'm I'm gonna with the offense the Bengals have. I like my odds in that game. So the defense got it together at the right moments, and then the offense did their part too. And yes, you got you got a couple flags that went your way, Cincinnati Bengals fans guess what? Yeah, Bengals are known for
0: getting all the breaks (laughs) over the years.
2: For those who want to minimize that accomplishment of winning this game and winning the AFC North and say, oh yeah, but those penalties, some of those were BS. Yeah, some of them were. But you know what? The Bengals are used to going the other way on the BS penalties. Look,
0: man, all this stuff evens out over the course of a season for the most part. Sometimes you have years where you're just unlucky. but You don't win the AFC North unless you have a really good team. Well, but that's what I mean, is that you can you can look at a couple of those calls on Sunday and say, well, you know, they win against the Chiefs. Andy Reid was talking about it after the game. He has a grievance. I get it. But you can look at that game against the Chargers and say, well, if Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon doesn't fumble that ball right in the arms of, of a defender who runs it back for a touchdown, you probably drive down the field and win that game. But you didn't. You, the bounce didn't go your way. It all evens out.
2: Yeah, man, and and this all pains me to say as a Browns fan because that Bengals victory helped assure that the Browns have nothing, like no playoff hopes to play for tonight against the Steelers, but my job here is to analyze what happened yesterday and what happened was something for Bengals fans that is awesome. And And I'll be honest, for the NFL, it is awesome that the Bengals are good. I hate to say it as a Browns fan, but is it not awesome that one of these teams that has been perennially awful and has had... Yeah, you know, again, they had the mar- You know, you had the years with Marvin Lewis where you were good enough to get to the playoffs and then did nothing, right? This doesn't feel like that. It feels like you've got a team here with Joe Burrow at the helm that you're going to get to the playoffs quite a few
0: years over the next well, few Well, let's say that is the case this and year. And you're probably going to have a little more success than what you did with Yeah, Andy let's Dalton. say they go to the playoffs this year and do nothing, which I'm certainly not hoping for. But that's not the end of the story. No. This is a young team just getting started. You're playing with house money at this point. Nobody expected this team except the people in the organization to win this division this year. I didn't.
2: No, no one did. And so that's a huge step for them and obviously it deserves to be it deserves to be talked about. And I think Bengals fans, you should kind of hope that you don't have a chance to win the AFC. As much as it would be cool to win the AFC this year, just hope that the Chiefs win their game next week and lock all that up. Because you need Joe Burrow to have a week off Rest him have the next week. Just be meaningless. That doesn't help me as a Browns fan, get the draft pick I want, but whatever the point is, the Bengals should not have any concerns about trying to do anything next week. And they should be focused on the playoffs now. And the only reason they won't do all that is if the chiefs lose their game and the Bengals have a chance to win the AFC. How crazy is that? That's not out of the question. As we head into January, it's still not out of the question the Bengals could win the AFC.
0: Well, the team that you and I both picked to win the AFC North was officially eliminated from playoff contention yesterday, and they play last, or they play tonight. We'll talk about the Brownies next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
8: Fan
5: traffic. From Meister's Bar Traffic Center.
3: Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident involving injuries on Cleveland Avenue at Morse Road. Please be careful as traffic begins to build in this area. You'll also find slowdowns on Morse Road at Mays Road. Another accident there as well, also involving injuries. Please be careful. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real about flavor and freshness at your local Fresh Time Market. Haas avocados are just two for a dollar now through January 4th. Fresh Time Market, get real. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic.
1: One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's Man and Bone. Monday Night Football,
0: tonight here on The Fan. Coverage starts at 6.30. Brownies and the Stillers. The Stillers are still alive in the postseason picture. Ben Roethlisberger, perhaps, playing his final game in Heinz Field. And the Brownies come in freshly eliminated from yesterday's mm. competition. Yeah.
2: Then there's, there's so much to take away from that. But the place I would like to start is, am I allowed as a Browns fan to
0: be disappointed? No. Because Instead, what you have to do is constantly make excuses for why they're in the predicament that they're in. <laughs> and talk about injuries and all this other stuff. When in reality, every single NFL team has to go through the same crap. That the Browns have done. But it's magnified by Browns fans because they have a poor us mentality all the time. The world is against us. I don't
2: I don't understand why well, here's here's what I will say to that. I don't know if it's a poor us mentality. Yeah, there are there are people who like, oh man, the refs are against us every week. I'm even guilty of doing that sometimes. It's fine. That happens, right? You feel that way, you're frustrated. Can't be your team's fault that they lost. It has to be someone else's fault. I, we've all. Baker's been hurt. What are you going to do? He's well, hurt. Right. But here, here's the problem that I have with all that is, we are looking at a team that was built and believed to be an AFC championship contender, which then means you're basically a Super Bowl contender by default. If you're competing for the AFC championship, then you should be competing for a Super Bowl. This team got eliminated. A week before the season's even over, technically with two games left. Obviously, the timing of it is the Browns play tonight. After all, the results happened yesterday that eliminated them. But I'm I I have to be disappointed. I have to be frustrated. I am not someone who can look at this season and say, oh shucks, there were injuries, and what are you gonna do?" And oopsie doozy, some COVID stuff happened too. Well, welcome to there's, everyone. There's always next year. No, I mean I know there's always next year, but let's not confuse our our predicament that the Browns have been in for the last twenty plus years, and not and not look at that and go, well, could be worse, could be one of these years, could have been Freddie Kitchens' year. No, I know it could be worse, right? I know it could have been one of these other myriad of other coaches you've had over the years, but the. <laughs> These teams that have been bad perennially over their lifespan, they don't get to compare themselves to the previous versions of themselves on the field. They have to play against the NFL now today, right? So is Baker Mayfield a better quarterback than any other quarterback the Browns have ever had since they returned? Yeah, he is. Is he good enough to lead your team to a championship in 2022? My answer is no. Like, I just don't think he's that guy. So that's where I'm not going to be the ride or die with Baker crowd. I don't understand those people. I don't understand why you revere this guy for, yes, having more success than any Browns quarterback has had since he came back. That bar is exceedingly low. It's not a high bar that he had to get over. Meanwhile, this team's missing the playoffs. Who cares if you have some of the better offensive players you've ever had, a better offensive line than you've no. had in a while. Who cares? You're missing the playoffs again.
0: Before the season. You and I discussed this very possibility. If this team doesn't make the playoffs, it is a complete and total disaster. Complete failure. We said it. We looked at the depth on this roster and said this team is built to win. Any other outcome is unacceptable. And if that happens, every position should be analyzed. From the head coach to the quarterback to whoever. You've got a lot of teams, a lot of teams in the AFC that have seen adversity Even greater at times than the Cleveland Browns. Look at the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Tennessee Titans lost perhaps the most valuable player to any team in the league in Derrick Henry for a large chunk of the season. They still managed to go 11 and 5. They also dealt with wide receiver issues. The top wide receivers on that team missed multiple weeks, sometimes together, where they had to patchwork guys coming from the stands to play wide receiver for them they're 11 and 5 they've won their division look at the raiders oh my gosh the i was raiders just gonna say the lost raiders their coach they've been so inconsistent they've had games where they didn't look like they belonged on the same field and yet they're nine and seven and could be a playoff team Ra- everybody's they- <laughs> dealt with adversity the raiders also by the
2: way let's not forget they lost their coach after a Gigantic scandal broke about the coach midseason out of nowhere. It wasn't like it was a performance issue. It was out of nowhere. This giant scandal broke and he had to be fired. Also, they lost one of their best offensive players to jail because he wrecked his car and killed people. Remember that? Like this, this, I'm not trying. That's a horrible. Those are both horrible situations, right? For different reasons, but the Raiders are still technically alive in the playoffs. Your point about adversity is well taken here. The Browns adversity they've had by comparison to some of the other teams that are dealing with adversity this year is not anywhere close to the level of, of adversity that would prevent you from being able to compete in the playoffs because other teams have done, have either clinched a spot or are still in the mix for it, and they had, I would argue, more adversity. When you lose the Titans losing Derrick Henry, ba- Baker Mayfield was playing and playing poorly, but he was playing throughout all these games. Derrick Henry was gone. We all wrote them off and said that team is done. They built their entire team around him and there's no way they can compete now. And we were wrong. They proved themselves to be better than we thought. And now he's going to be back for the playoffs and is great. So there you go. That's, that's how a winning organization gets it done. The Browns are not in that position because the Browns choose to, I don't know what, I don't know what it is, but they choose to look at guys who really haven't done a ton in this league and say, that guy should run the organization. And I mean in Baker Mayfield, Kevin Stefanski. We have to we can't possibly call them out on what they're doing. Yes you can. You can say Baker's not as good as we thought. You can say Kevin Stefanski has made some terrible decisions this year
0: and it's probably cost the Browns games. Well, and you can you can make excuses and say, "Well, they've played a lot of close games, could have gone either way." Yeah, but they didn't. You're playing close games and you're losing close games. Here's the frustrating oh. part. You got a team tonight in the Pittsburgh Steelers that you can make a case does nothing well. All right. no. Yet they're still 7-7-1 seven, seven, and and alive for the playoffs, and they have a minus 70 point differential on the season. And yet they're the team still alive. The Cleveland Browns have been eliminated from playoff contention, and they have a point differential of 15, minus 15, which tells you they're in these games, these are close games, and yet they're not pulling them out. There's no intangible with this team. There's no extra thing. You know, for all the the conversations we like to have about Baker Mayfield, oh, he's he's got moxie, he's a winner. He's got that special thing, that secret sauce. Well, they're not paying off on that this year. They find themselves in these close games, and they crap themselves more often than not.
2: No, and I'm not trying to come in here and say, I'm not, I'm not trying to pile on Baker Mayfield for this year. I am trying to prevent this team from being ridiculous about what Baker Mayfield is in the offseason. Well, I think they know. I hope they know. I don't, they're not paying him. They're well, not paying not. him this offseason, yeah, and you they can, shouldn't. He's on the fifth year of his deal next year. He can come back and play through that. And and perhaps he has competition at the, play, at the quarterback spot. I don't mind that. But, no, tonight there's only one goal, and that is to end the Steelers' playoff hopes and ruin the final game that Ben Roethlisberger has in Pittsburgh. That's it. That's all you've got.
0: We'll talk more about that, plus Antonio Brown and the spectacle that was him yesterday, coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
5: Fan traffic. From Meister's Bar Traffic Center.
3: Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident involving injuries on Cleveland Avenue at Morse Road. Still working to get this one clear out of the roadway. Please use caution. And an accident on Morse Road at Mays Road. It is in the clearing stages, but please be careful here as well. Traffic continues to build. This traffic report is sponsored by AutoZone. Starting stronger starts at AutoZone where they got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. I'm the NRA with Fan Traffic.
4: and sweaty. Don't be like Quad and beaver queef. Call my friends at K Heating and Cooling. K Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at kheatingandcooling.com when you need a company beaver queef can trust.
1: And from every dime a dog night in the Midwest, because he's fat. here's Man and Bone. Happy Monday. Happy
0: New Year. Merry New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 534. We're glad that you're here for another year of stupidity. Uh, Brownies tonight. Brownies and Steelers coverage starts 630 right here on the fan. The Browns have been eliminated from playoff contention. However, tonight is not meaningless, and I don't say that in jest. As a Browns fan, you have an opportunity to keep the Steelers out of the playoffs. You can end their season tonight. You could also have Big Ben ride off into the sunset in Pittsburgh with a loss. Wouldn't that be nice to see? That's meaningful to me. I mean, I don't
2: know about anybody else, but I would definitely like to see that happen. You know, it's tough, Mike, because as much... And and that is ultimately what I want. I want to see the Browns get one more victory this year, but then I really don't care. Final game of the year, it doesn't matter to me. Nor should you care. No. No. Doesn't matter. To, it, it's not going to matter to the Bengals. I hope. Like at this point, I mean, they're they're locked into the playoffs. They've won the AFC North. The only thing out there for them is possibly winning the AFC. But if the Chiefs do their job, I think on Saturday, right, they play their final game of the year. Then the Bengals were already know going into that game. Don't risk anything. Don't. I don't care to win the last game of the year because I would still like the Browns to finish dead last in the AFC North. If we're going to be there at this point, I hate to say it, but. That's where my brain goes is, what's the schedule going to look like next year? If you're dead last in the AFC North, you get the dead last team in all your cross-division rivalry games that you play. So that that is something that could help you next year. And yes, Browns fans, that's where I'm at. I'm done with this year. I'm ready for this Brown season to be over. It was a complete disappointment. I want to watch tonight. I want to see them hopefully give the Steelers something to be sad about. And then that's it. I will like the fact that the Browns can laugh at the Steelers at the end of a year, not once, but twice. That'll make me feel pretty good over the last couple of years, right? You had both times
0: last year at the end. If you can do it again this year, that would be great. Well, and if the Steeler fan close to you says, wow, what are you bragging about? You didn't make the playoffs either. You can say yes, and we kept you out too.
2: Yeah, that's it. And that's what I care about That is what I want. Just play this. and, And that sucks. Right on the in the moment, I can enjoy that. On the macro, on the bigger level, that's not great to me. That the whole season comes down to being a spoiler for the Steelers. Well, that then sucks. when the,
0: then when the season's officially over, you sit down and start to analyze the decisions that need to be made for next season. But yeah. you're not there yet.
2: But tonight, I want to see
0: Big Ben throw four picks and look completely lost. Six thirty here on the fan. Antonio Brown decided to strip off his uniform and shirt. Run off the field yesterday during Tampa's win against the Jets. You've seen the footage by now. You've also seen that, you know, Bruce Arians and the Jets or Jets and the Bucs say, well, he's done. He's gone. He's not a part of the team anymore. I saw some quotes today from Tom Brady saying he's always going to be a friend and hopes that uh, everything works out for him, but understands why he can't be part of the team anymore. Le'Veon Bell, of course, had the relationship back in Pittsburgh, says he's still a good guy and he's going through some stuff. And I'm sure he is, man. Look. I'm sure there's there's hard times, Daddy, for Antonio Brown, real or manufactured, in his life that he's dealing with. But you, you knew as soon as you saw that yesterday, this was not going to end well for him. I don't think he's going to get another shot in this league. Full disclosure, I've said that before. And the league has surprised me. If you have talent, sometimes that trumps all. And he's certainly still a talented guy. Right? Of course. But he's got some problems. He needs to address those problems. And until that, I mean, he's just not going to be a functioning member of society, let alone on an NFL roster. Well, that, that is the thing, right? I, I think I've seen both of these takes where it's
2: like Antonio Brown is a complete idiot and he's stupid and he should never be allowed in the NFL again. And it's like, yeah, he, he probably will never be allowed in the NFL again. And then I've seen people who go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't judge too harshly. You don't know what he's going through. And, and and I find myself, Mike, kind of in the middle of all that, of saying, "What? why do we have to have these hot take opinions on everything all the time? I'm not talking about for what you and I do for a living. I'm saying in life, why do we have to look at Antonio Brown and say, this is a guy who is either clearly going through some mental issues and thus we cannot say anything about what's happening there, or he's a complete jerk and screw him and I hope I never see him again. Like, why can't we acknowledge he is probably going through some things? Yeah, why
0: can't we acknowledge
2: there, he's a bad guy? There are some challenges this going guy, through some stuff. There's some challenges this guy must be facing from a mental aspect that are beyond what's normal. That's not normal behavior. What you saw yesterday, it's not normal behavior in pro sports. It's certainly not normal behavior in life, right? Even if you quit your job on the spot and walk off from it, most people don't disrobe while they're doing it. I mean, it's it's just a It was a bizarre action, right? But that doesn't mean that you can't also say, but this guy has had a history of doing things that are pretty off. Yeah. And and he has a history that you could have looked at if you wanted to, if you're the Buccaneers. If you wanted to ignore all those things, you certainly could, and they did. But this is a guy who threw patio furniture off of a high rise apartment or condo building and almost hurt. Almost almost killed somebody. Could have killed someone, right? He got sued for that. There's a woman who's made accusations against him in his own home doing things to her when she was hired for work that she ended up not being paid for. There is the fake vaccine card thing that just happened that he claims he was... If you're you're Bruce Arians, man. he He claims today, apparently... Well, this is from... Pat McAfee says he talked to someone close to the situation and says part of what set this all off was AB felt like...
0: The team didn't have his back enough. What are you talking during about? During that whole fiasco, they kept you on the roster. People were questioning Bruce Arians every single day. Why are you letting this guy back in? Right. Bruce Arians said, "I'm sticking up for him. He served his time. He's come. He, he's able to play. He'll play on my team." He went to the wall for you, and then you did that <laughs> on Sunday. That's that is. Look.
2: The NFL tolerates a lot of poor behavior if you are a talented person, and you're right. I had the same thought of he's probably done. I can't just say he's officially done, right? He's probably done. But one thing I think the NFL is pretty clear about what they don't tolerate is standing up to coaches that have earned respect and and showing them up in a way like that where (laughs) Bruce Arians has a reputation that far exceeds ab's reputation he has done a lot in the nfl he has won a super bowl and he did put his neck out there for a talented player in a situation that probably he didn't want to have to go do that but he had to i'm sure he didn't want that distraction at the very least more than once yeah more than once and so now your repayment for that is that display you just saw why would another team say well you know okay maybe he's not what he once was but he could still do something for us. Maybe as our third wide receiver. Why would you want any chance that your third wide receiver, fourth wide receiver could go do that, if that's what he ends up doing at some point? I, I, I am with you that it, it, it seems hard to believe he would ever be back at the NFL again, but obviously that his days with the Buccaneers were numbered the second
0: he took that jersey off and walked out. I saw some quotes from Bruce Arians today, and he was asked, you know, the questions you would ask. Like, was there some sort of argument, escalation? He says, no, there was none of that. <laughs> we had a conversation. The next thing I know, he's... Taking well, his pads and uniform off and running off the field. What was reported too, right? Was that at one point I,
2: I don't know if he was pulled out of the game for some reason or whatever. But then Bruce Arians said go back in, and he said no. And then he like well, okay, and he went away and did other things, and then came back and said okay, I need you in the game now, and he refused to go in like twice. And then he well, said, then okay, if you're going to ref- refuse to go is in, he hurt? go back inside, and you. we don't need you out here if you're not going to go in and play in the game. Go into the locker room, and then that's when he did all this.
0: Yeah, some people are speculating that he didn't have faith in his ankle, because he had, you know, was out for a while, then came back last week, tweaked his ankle a little bit more, and maybe he didn't feel comfortable playing on the ankle, but...
2: That's not usually
0: the way you handle it. You go to the trainer and you say, my ankle hurts. I can't play.
2: But if you say, if your coach says, can you go out there and you say, no, I'm not, I can't go out there right now. And he says, all right, well, then just go in the locker room? Like just get it taken care of. That's not a, that's not a negative thing. That's a, all right, then go in there and get it taken care of. And then he took that apparently to another level. So like I said, it can be more than one thing. Like AB has a history of being a bad dude in real life, being a not good person to be around. He is a talented football player who just did something that's pretty jarring to see in a football game.
0: Yeah, we don't see that
2: often. He could also have some issues going on mentally that are causing this specific outburst that doesn't change the bad things he's done previously and make him just a totally sympathetic figure. It means he's
0: complicated, just like a lot of people are. I did see it sort of chuckled. I chuckled when I saw it that the the, I guess the stadium personnel Thought that he was just some streaker on the field without a shirt on, right? <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, it's like, okay, you know, they're on the lookout for stuff like that. Maybe they don't recognize Antonio Brown without his helmet on, but I mean, he is wearing football pants, cleats, and thigh pads. That is one hell of a dedicated streaker if he's they, jumping out of the he stands. Was like a half cosplayer
2: where he's like, <laughs> I, I only dress the bottom half, the top half, I just. But also. That would also be a very dedicated cosplayer to like, wow, you've really captured the physique of an NFL player, of a stud <laughs> right. wide What's receiver. Way. Man, those are some... You got eight-pack abs there. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Oh, wait, no, that is a pro athlete. That is why he is in good shape there.
0: The NFL is flexing games for week 18, and I must, for a couple minutes anyway, talk about the terrible Blue Jacket performance from New Year's Day coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan fan traffic.
5: From Meister's Bar Traffic Center.
3: Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident still causing slowdowns on Cleveland Avenue at Morse Road. Please be careful as traffic continues to build. And more heavy slowdowns on I-70 downtown split westbound before the seventy three fifteen west split. A disabled vehicle in that area, traffic is backed up here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Need new hires in the new year? You need Indeed to help find your next hire. When you sponsor a post, you get a list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. I'm with fan traffic
0: as i do the deed and the only people i trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape that's care heating and cooling call 1-800 cooling or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust
1: getting fatter and angrier by the minute this is common man and t-bone happy monday NFL flexing
0: some games for next weekend. So here's what we have. We have Saturday games, Chiefs against the Broncos, 430 on ESPN slash ABC. Cowboys-Eagles is the night game on Saturday, ESPN-ABC. Sunday, the Sunday night flex, is Chargers against the Raiders. Of course, that's on NBC.
2: Yeah, and that's a winner take all, right? That yep. game. Nothing else matters except who wins that game for those two teams. So that's that's an easy one to pick right there. Put it on prime time and find out if a team makes the playoffs or not.
0: Jackets are playing Tampa tomorrow. Let's take a moment to discuss how unbelievably awful that game was against Carolina on New Year's Day. Jackets go up four nothing, lose the game seven to four. I was watching that game with my daughter, who was very excited. That the Blue Jackets are playing in the afternoon. sure. Because normally they're playing at night and she has to go nannies. And then she wakes up in the morning and I tell her what's going on. And she gets excited or disappointed based on the outcome. But she got to watch the whole game with her dad. And it was so funny. I laughed out loud because, you know, she's going to be five next month. But there are these moments that you see in even a five-year-old. Where it reminds you of, or you have a flash forward of what it's going to be when she's a teenager. Just little personality quirks. Maybe it's a word or a sentence. And I had one of those when I'm watching the game with her, where the Blue Jackets are just playing awful. And the Carolina Hurricanes are scoring goals. And it was that third period. I think at the time it was five to four or six to four. And she looked at me and said, What am I watching? <laughs> And I said, I don't know. I don't know what you're watching. I do know. You're watching a team completely collapse. But even if, you know, you watch that game, Blue Jackets go up by four goals. It's not like they did anything well. They just took advantage of what Carolina was doing poorly. They had some odd man rushes they took advantage of. And then Carolina said, you know what? We're better than this. Let's not play such sloppy hockey. They got on their game, and the Blue Jackets stood absolutely no chance.
2: No you're right and that organization in carolina that is a team the jackets used to be very close to as far as you know relative talent skill all the above and then well and and Not. then well and then i think it's a couple things right i think it, the most important thing is i think the jackets got to the about as high as they could go with the previous you know coach and some of those players and then obviously they lost some of those star players that helped them be at that level near where you know Carolina is, and then after that, they have now had to go into a full rebuild where Carolina hasn't. They just kept on going because they they didn't max out their talent. They have more to go, and so you're seeing that difference right now. Hopefully, this time when the Jackets build it up again, they don't max out at being like a plucky playoff team that can pull off a big upset, and then that's it. Hopefully, they can do more than that.
0: No, but you know, I heard Joe Judge, who is New York Giants head coach, after the game yesterday, after another pitiful, pitiful performance by them. Where he goes on this big 11-minute rant about how this isn't a clown show and there's stuff going on behind the scenes. He's proud of guys and we're laying the foundation and all this other crap that giant fans have heard too often to explain away another losing season. And what these dumb coaches and people who run these organizations don't seem to understand is that the fans are only interested in one aspect. And that is results. Are you getting results for me? I don't care about the foundation. I don't care how you do things the right way behind the scenes. Are you producing on the field or on the court or on the ice? And we give the Blue Jackets a little bit of slack this year because we knew it had to come. Even though, yeah, this is a longer conversation about how it didn't really have to come if they read some of the tea leaves and run their, ran well, their organization like they should have. I but know. that's a longer conversation. I don't want to have it today. But I don't want to hear about the stability of the front office or how Yarmo wins every single trade. It's impossible. Yarmo can't win every single trade and this team looks like that.
2: (laughs) It's impossible. I know there's going to be growing pains with a young team, but...
4: I've heard it for years. I'm so tired of hearing it. When they were good, we had to hear how young
2: they were. Is it growth to give up five goals in the third period? That's not growing, right? I mean, I know that you can't expect gr- everything to change this team overnight, is but getting worse. Yeah, they're not improving right now. They seem to be, and I know they had a big, you know, the COVID issues Everybody and everything else. Has that yes, right? Right? I know, but maybe the argument is some of the veteran teams are able to weather that better. I don't know. Uh, right. All I know is you have a young team, and they did look good to start the season. They had their moments. I knew they would come back to earth a little bit. Giving up five goals in the third period—I don't care if it's uh, the I, <laughs> name Edmonton with Gretzky and Messi. Like I don't care who it is.
0: Five goals in the third period is bad. Don't do that. Well, it's not just that. Has just giving up the goals. Where it's like, oh, our goaltender had dysentery and lost his mind temporarily. You were outplayed for the entire game, even despite being up four nothing. Yeah, that's- you were outplay- <laughs> What was the shot differential again? Oh, I don't what know. Was it was it? ridiculous like, though. I don't have the number in front of me. Is how that game wound uh, up uh, some ridiculous split like that?
2: Yeah, it's that's not acceptable. But
0: growing pains and having a young team that that only excuses away so much. They look like they don't belong on the same ice.
2: Yeah. Even when they're the bigger frustration is even when they're scoring goals, you're like, but they're not playing well, and somehow that's yes, happening. Yes, it's not
0: just the fact that they're losing these games; it's
2: how they're losing these games. And they are yes, and no lead is safe with this team. Oh. No lead is safe.
0: What am I watching? The five year old says. I from, have no response from the mouth of babes. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up,
5: Colin Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from Meister's Bar
3: Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from Cleveland Avenue at Morse Road. All lanes have reopened in that area. And still watching a disabled vehicle on I 70 downtown split westbound before the 71 315 west split. Traffic is slow from US 23. Please be cautious. This traffic report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Hurry into Mattress Firm's year end sale. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price and save up to $500 on select mattresses from Sealy, Cerda, Sleepies, and more. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying purchase. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic.
0: be prepared with a care plan care heating and cooling call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can
1: trust barely famous incredibly stupid back to man and bone
0: happy monday happy new year rundown coming up in mere moments the segment that's not a segment yikes at 534 by the way, we haven't really gotten into like the college football playoffs. I know, there's games. But... I, there's tons of stuff I want to talk about with that, but we haven't had time. So I figured maybe we'd do that tomorrow. Okay, that's fine. I just want to take this moment
2: to remind everyone that in the current year, Ohio State has a bowl game win and michigan michigan's lost their most recent game ohio state's won their most recent game that's all i want to say okay. all right i just want to move on from that and let's
0: ignore what anything else in 2022 is, that's all that matters
2: yeah that's the year we're in now right
0: 2021's dead and gone it's all well, over technically though michigan played their game in 2021 all oh, right that's right they weren't even
2: they weren't even good enough to get to 2022 right Buckeyes guys played sucks in 2022. Suck. just sucks to suck like michigan boy i tell you what. run the ball though See those stupid t-shirts with their dumb linemen walking in? Yeah, running the ball.
0: Yeah, how, how, about, how about you do anything in that game? Other than look like a log. One other thing, and it bothers me, right, when we just get lazy and we fall back on stuff like SEC speed. Like, wow, they're just faster. No, they're not. They're better and they're stronger, and they happen to be fast. But it's not because they're fast that makes them better. And I don't like it when we look at the SEC and say, well, this good team lost to this bad team, so this bad team must be much better than we thought. Not the other way around. No. This good team isn't as good as we thought. But, you know, people are looking around saying, SEC's had a horrible bowl season. They're five and six. Why are we making excuses for them? The Big Ten can lose all of their bowl games. But if they get teams that continuously go to the playoffs and have success... Guess what? No one's going to care that Minnesota lost their bowl game in the Alamo Bowl or wherever the hell they are. The SEC has Alabama and Georgia playing in the national championship. So if you want to know why does the narrative always have to be around the SEC being better than these other conferences, because you've got one or two teams, usually it's one. When the playoffs start, they come to play and they win those games. And no, that's what I, people
2: care about. I understand that. I will. I will say though one thing that I saw that was truly annoying, and I think it was from Stuart Mandel that tweeted this. Was he said, "If you look at schools located in the southeast, which I don't even know what that means, he said that like their bowl record was some ridiculous number, and everybody else was much worse." What does and, that mean? And it, well, he was pointing out that like they just he said they just do football better in the southeast is how he framed that, and it's like. Well, all right, hold on a second. Let's not paint with too broad of a brush there. Yes, you're right, Mike, that Alabama, Georgia to a large degree, and I will even say Clemson over the last 10 years have been standard bearers of college football, although don't look at Clemson this year for that analogy because they kind of fell off quite a bit. We'll see what happens next year, right? But do we count like the entire state of Florida in the southeast? You know, what part of that? No, uh, that's just Florida. These guys just, they pick and choose these narratives of like, oh, the ACC is just better. No, what you meant when you said that was that Clemson at the time was really freaking good. Yeah. You didn't mean that Miami was any good. Florida State was any good. You didn't mean all these other schools that used to be good were also good. But then, like Florida, for example, when they showed up in the SEC for a hot second under Dan Mullen, right? Oh, look at there, Florida. That's why the SEC is so good. Look how good Florida is. What happened to Florida this year? Fired Dan Mullen. What happened to LSU this year? Fired Ed Orgeron. Why? Because they sucked. They're not. In the, they're not in the southeast. Oh, okay. They're so, in Bayou like, Country. That's a. That's a different location. What I let, let what I'm trying to say better maybe is this. If Nick Saban and I I don't want this to happen, but if Nick Saban just did not exist in human history, he just was not a thing. I'll sign up for that. <laughs> okay. If there if that had happened, there would probably be one really good team out of the SEC every single year. There'd probably be one really good team out of the Big 10 every single year, which is what has happened. There usually would be a pretty good team out of the ACC every year. And then you have your wild card, Pac-12, Big 12, Cincinnati this year, okay. But outside of the fact that Nick Saban has created a vortex of talent in Tuscaloosa that is unexplainable by any other college football measure, if you remove that aspect of it, is the SEC that much different or better than anyone else? No. No. They have Florida pop up for a couple years and then go back to being mediocre. They have LSU pop up, win a national championship, sure. And then they go up and down like crazy. What is Auburn right now, right? I mean, all these, de-
0: Georgia's no, but that's the team difference. this year, but they have, I'm saying. You're right, but that's the difference. LSU popped up, won the national championship. Yeah, Michigan popped up, pooped themselves, go away, don't oh, win I- the national championship. Yeah, Who I the know. hell knows if they'll ever be back? That's the difference. I,
2: I, I am aware of that and I agree with you, but what I am saying is the more opportunities you get I'm saying Alabama's the Alabama's what you're looking at the SEC has nexus. be. The fact that you have Alabama elevates everyone else. Yes, Every, because right. when Florida has a couple crappy years, you ignore them and go, but Alabama's great. And then when they show up again, they're like, Oh, look at them, they could beat Alabama. And then when they lose to Alabama, you're like, well, they lost to Alabama because Alabama's so good. Like it doesn't matter what happens in the SEC. When you play Alabama, you get a pass. If you beat them, you're the best team in college football. If you lose to them, you still could be the best team in college football, but everyone loses to
0: Alabama because they're just different. I know. And Alabama has earned that pass. These other they teams have, have They have.
2: Yes, Alabama deserves it. I'm saying that almost everybody else there does not, but they get it. Vanderbilt is not that much better than Minnesota or whatever you want to throw out there. I'm just pointing that out. I'm saying some of these schools also just happen to suck, but they're in Alabama's conference, so they get all that extra shine. Rundown, let's do it.
1: Common man and T Bones, the Rundown. The Rundown.
5: Sponsored by Krieger Ford. Visit them online at Kriegerford.com. Home of the Krieger commitment. Best cars, best people, peace of mind. All right, Buckeyes beat Utah
0: forty-eight to forty-five in the Rose Bowl. CJ Stroud, five hundred and seventy-three yards through the air, six touchdowns. Not bad. I'll give him a pass. Uh Jackson Smith and Jigba, also not bad. 15 catches, 347 yards, three touchdowns. We've never seen anything like it here at Ohio State. And in bowl game history, no one has had as many receiving yards as he had on Saturday. 347 yards. No,
2: it was a it was an unreal performance. And I've thought all year he's one of the best receivers that the program has had and has, has shown up as one of the better players on this team by... Early in that game, he made a couple plays where I just—I I said it on Twitter. I was like, "Go ahead and build the statue for this guy now, because he is going to be a legend when he's done at Ohio State." I thought he was that good, and then he had the fumble, which was on. By the way, another almost short touchdown, but would have—you know—it was a long catch and run. And I had a few people say, "Oh, this didn't age well."
0: No, like, it, Eddie aged, it aged perfectly fine.
2: <laughs> well, but I, I at the time I even said, "Guys, Eddie George fumbled three times against Illinois. Do y'all forget that? Or maybe you're not—maybe you weren't old enough to remember it. That's okay." But Eddie George, before he became Eddie George, did have a couple games where he you know, had a, a drop here or there, a fumble here or there. That's okay. Great, pl- You can see the greatness that Jackson Smith and Jigba has, even before he put up 300 plus yards in this game. Do I think that's going to be the norm for him? No. But that is a record that, I don't know, I, I, I would be surprised if anybody comes close to that anytime soon, other than him. Like, I mean, he's just extremely talented, and there's going to be a lot of talent still around him, because it's not just him out there now. You got to see him featured minus Chris Olave, right? Minus Garrett Wilson. Yeah. And we thought, well, maybe that's going to show what he really... Nope. You saw what he really is. He had the best game any wide receiver's ever had in a bowl game after two of the other primary weapons
0: for this team didn't play in the game. He's not just a slot receiver. He's not just consistent. That's the word we like to use for him. He is a feature guy. And he's been the number one guy all season long. He will continue to be that next year. The crop of guys he's playing around to, I think, are can be just as special as Olave and Garrett Wilson. This defense obviously has issues. They had issues in the first half. If you want to look at silver linings, played much better in the second half. So there's oh, that's, that. That's fine. I it, saw that Matt Barnes is going to be the defensive coordinator at Memphis. So he's leaving, and Jim Knowles, Beyonce's dad, comes in to try and fix the problem. Hey, man. That's fine. I just... Here, here's what needs to happen with this
2: defense. Number one, the recruiting needs to be stepped up. And I don't mean that you're not getting enough four and five stars. I'm saying you need to find the football players who can actually go out in these games and make the smart football plays, right? I mean, you need a couple... I'm not saying you have to have 12 linebackers like maybe you did in the 70s or 80s, right? But you got to have two guys who can legitimately play linebacker at
0: a high level Most of the good teams this year had something like that. When Cameron Rising is beating you on a 62-yard touchdown run. Oh, embarrassing. Look, man, there are are plenty of guys who have super speed, and you wonder how anybody ever catches them. And I understand looking foolish on a play like that. I think you and I could go out and beat his 40 time. And he he embarrassed you. He embarrassed you. You couldn't tackle. That's the thing that bothers me so much. Is well, that you got guys that are almost so excited, they overpursue on everything, and then once you get past fifteen yards, sky's open for you. Right. Because nobody they, has any discipline to stay in their gap. No, like I, I just I I think
2: there's a lot of youth role exuberance sometimes on this defense that gets exploited where you're right, guys overrun the play, they get too excited about something, and then they get fooled or they get caught up Yeah, I'm
0: gonna get a tackle for loss, and
2: it's like great, not everybody can. No, man, that is that is maturity is learning how to moderate yourself in life, right? And that's the thing you have to do on the football field, too, is, yeah, you could run all the way to the sideline. Is the play going over there? Do you have to get over there? Is it already covered and maybe you just need to stay home? And if you don't get to make the tackle 10 plays in a row, that's fine. But if you make it on play number 11, that's the one that's third and two and you stayed home and you made the big tackle and you made the stop. Like, that's where this defense needs to go. So I'm hopeful they can get back to fundamentals, And with the recruiting, finding guys over the next couple years who can genuinely play like that linebacker position at an elite level and get back to that along with better defensive line play, better secondary play. You need that too. But, man, just not having any semblance of a linebacking core has been really jarring to watch.
0: Who was it? I was thinking about this all game. There was a wrestler who started wrestling under the name Terror Rising. Oh, I have no idea. And I was thinking about watch that watching Cameron Rising. Was it John Cena? I thought it was Triple H. Maybe it was Triple H. When he was in W C W. But terror every time I every rising. time I heard Cameron Rising, I thought of terror rising. <laughs> That's good.
2: In other news, the Browns are going to be drafting Cameron Rising based off this game. Because he's got
0: Moxie. The rundown. The- Sundown. All right, we also talked about the Bengals and the Browns, and if you missed that from the from the from earlier in the show, go back and listen to the podcast because we don't have time right now. I'm sorry. What I will tell you is that Ryan Day has secured a few commits. Details next. Sadly, no linebackers. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
5: Fan traffic. From Meister's Bar Traffic Center.
3: Good evening. You'll find an earlier disabled vehicle has cleared from I-70 downtown split westbound before the 71-315 west split. All lanes have reopened in that area. And still watching some slow traffic on westbound 670 between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is still backed up over there. This traffic report is sponsored by Jackson Hewitt. Get your biggest refund guaranteed. Jackson Hewitt Tax Pros will help find thousands worth of tax credits so you can get every dollar you deserve. Why wait? Schedule an appointment with one of their tax pros and learn more at jacksonhewitt.com. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic.
1: Like a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to man and bone.
0: I was laughing at uh, a piece I saw in the Atlanta Atlanta Journal Constitution today. All right, and uh, you know George is playing for the national championship. Alabama's playing for the national championship, and the story was how Indianapolis is cold. And the tickets will be expensive. That was the whole story. (laughs) It's like, hey, Georgia fans, if you're going, buckle up. It's going to be cold in Indianapolis. And if you don't already have tickets, well, they're going to cost you a pretty penny. End of story. And I read this thinking to myself, you know, a lot of people lament the fall of modern journalism. Mm -hmm. You know, local journalism is like, we need more local writers, these papers. And it's like, no, we don't. If we if this is what they're writing, facepalm
2: industry. Well, you know what? That's that's fair. Maybe another place to take that is um, overall. Have we just have we gotten dumber as a society? I mean, the answer is probably yes. But I don't think we've gotten dumber. We have well okay. No exposure we, to the dumbness. We've gotten we've we've gotten much smarter in many ways. We have done a lot more things uh, and, and gotten better in myriad ways. But. I think that in the 30s, if a team from Atlanta went up to Indianapolis in the 1930s with no internet and no cell phones and none of that crap, I think most people would say... I say, going up to Indianapolis, huh? Well, bring your overcoat. It will be chilly. Like, I think everyone back then, A, talked like that. And also, B, I think they all knew that. I don't think you had to have someone write an
0: article that said, it's going to be cold. Here's the article. I'll read it to you. In the Midwest in January. Chip Towers from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Again, this That's is not a just great some name, rink, rinky-dink like newspaper here. It's the
2: Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Atlanta
0: Journal-Constitution. Here's the article. If you're going to Indy... Bring a good coat and a lot of money. Those are the two absolute requirements. If you haven't secured your tickets already, be prepared to pay $500 to $7,200. Or you could pay 69000 for a suite. Three are currently available according to VividSeats.com. What are we doing? First of all, this is the national championship game. Yeah. If you're just going up to Indy on a whim... And you're shocked that getting in the door is 500 bucks. As a matter of fact, I'd be writing the story say, can you believe you can actually get a last-minute ticket to this game for $500? Right. That's pretty good. That is. That is
2: incredible to be able to watch your team do something they've never done, not never done, but they haven't done in a long time if you're a
0: Georgia fan, right? That same site lists $1,000 and up for all lower and terrace-level tickets. You're going to have to sit in the upper level to get in below that. <laughs> The cheapest no seats kidding. found were found were in the 490s face value is 475. It's like, I, "Oh, okay." Yeah, I, I don't know,
2: man. I remember when, you know, when the Indians made it to the World Series, now the Cleveland Guardians, but at the time the Indians, when they made it to the World Series, I saw a few of my friends who are longtime Indians fans who said I wanted to go to that World Series game or to a World Series game but did you know it was expensive these tickets are expensive they they're asking 5 600 bucks oh, a ticket for a World Series and Who would have thought it and i and i i felt like i was being a jerk when i said guy you're playing number 1 you're playing the cubs so that also is going to jack up these ticket prices right cuz there's a lot of cubs fans that want to see their team go that's kind of a big deal but it is also a big deal whenever your team gets to the World Series I was floored by how many people did not know it costs a lot of money to go to these games. Mike, do you know what it costs to go to like a regular old NBA game nowadays? Do people know what it costs to go to a regular college football game? Not the Miami playing, you know, crappy directional state U for $2 right in the giant stadium. Not that game. But if you want to go to see Bama play LSU, even this year with LSU being down I bet those face value tickets, cheapest ones, would have been over 80, 90 bucks, and that's not for any, one of those teams is not even that good. For a marquee SEC matchup, for a marquee college football matchup, yeah, it's going to cost you a couple hundred bucks to get anything decent. That's not for a national championship. That's
0: just for a regular old game. The writing is so terrible with this article. It continues, fortunately for all, Lucas Oil is an indoor stadium. Well, it is this time of year anyway. The 67,000-seat facility features a retractable roof, but all unnecessary openings will be closed on Monday when the game is played. Weather.com's 10-day forecast calls for a high of 27 degrees and a low of 17 that day. It is supposed to be sunny, however. (laughs) Is this a school project for this guy? Is this a 7th grader writing this? That is a very bizarre article. Although you
2: know what I say, Indianapolis. We we know some people over in Indy. Let's give them a call, Mike. Let's let's reach out to our guys because if there's any chance they could just open that roof for the Big Ten's sake, just do it. Just just whoops. You know what? The game has started, and what do you know? You just hear like like a big garage door opener sound is what I picture. It sounds like, and he just goes, and it starts opening, and they go, well, we don't know what to do, and then. Hopefully, an official would come out and say, due to the fact that this is nothing out of the ordinary to play football in, we're going to continue the game even though the roof has opened inexplicably.
0: I want you to know that not only are the tickets expensive in Indianapolis, Uh the hotel rooms are expensive too. A portion of Georgia fans are choosing to stay in Louisville, Kentucky rather than Indianapolis citing cheaper hotels and more to do. Louisville, is they have a big beach there. Surfing competition. I, I, <laughs> All right, they're touring the Bat Factory. I mean,
2: yes, Louisville has a lot of bourbon,
0: and it does have a lot of night. It's a nice downtown there, but Louisville is located an hour and forty-five minutes south of Indianapolis, where hotel prices start at three hundred a night and go up sharply from there. So you're telling me the weekend where the college football national championship is in town, the hotel prices go up. Get out of town. Oh my God! Do not tell this guy about the Indianapolis
2: 500. He's going to be floored when he finds out that like four times the number of people that'll be at this thing go to that thing every single year. And you know what, Mike? The hotels there are also quite expensive. Quite expensive. During the Indianapolis 500 oh, weekend, dearly. if you want to go out there for that, just be aware, you're not going to get a Motel 6 for $27. You may have to pay like a couple hundred bucks to get a hotel room.
0: All right, Ryan Day getting a couple commitments. Uh Class of 2022, four-star defensive end Omari Abor. Commits to Ohio State, six four two forty from Duncanville, Texas. He is an edge rusher. Let him live. All right. Uh, I also have a class of 2023 update, safety Cedric Hawkins. He is another four-star guy, 5'11", 165. He is from Titusville, Florida. They've named the entire town after Mark Titus. That's right. That's exactly what they did. Good for them. He is the 20th ranked safety in the class of 2023 and number 226 overall. All right. A couple nice gets there. Nothing bad from that for me. I, again,
2: I, I have less and less stock that I put in the recruiting gets at this point in their careers because of the fact that there's so many things that can change up to and including you can play a couple games and then decide I'm out. And well, right. So
0: you know the the portal really is more important than anything else now. Well, you can plug holes very quickly the, in the portal. The recruiting rankings to me matter when you show me the overall picture. Individual
2: guys, just show me that you got a lot of four stars and a few five stars every year, and that you're in the position groups you need help in. You are winning those and getting those guys. I care much more about the bigger picture than the single recruits at this point.
0: The segment that's not a
5: segment, yikes,
0: is coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
8: Fan traffic.
3: From Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find slow traffic on westbound 670 between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is still delayed in that area. And more delays on I-71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. Plan about a five-minute slowdown. This traffic report is sponsored by Dell Technologies. Dell Technologies' new year event helps you save up to 45%. Transform your workspace on high-performance computers featuring Windows 11 Pro with powerful hardware-based security. Call an advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Only NRA with fan traffic.
0: Be prepared with a care plan. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1 800 Cooling or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you
1: need a company you can trust. Simpletons, nincompoops, ignoramuses. Just a few of the many different words that you can use to describe the hosts of this show. Also, fat. This is Common Man and T Happy Monday. Happy New Year.
0: We've got a full week's worth of shows for you planned this week. Mm -hmm. It's been a while since we've been able to say that. But we're here until we're not. (laughs) Are you ready for some yikes? Oh, I'm ready. Uh, I don't think I've experienced a season with such terrible quarterback play, and a lot of it has nothing to do with Corona. Take yesterday, for example. Josh Allen was 11 for 26 for 120 yards and three picks and one. Ryan Tannehill threw for 120 and won. Carson Wentz threw for a buck 48. Davis Mills, David Davis, whatever his name is, Sam Darnold, Trevor Lawrence, all were predictably terrible. But friends, Mike Glennon, who started yesterday for the Giants against the Lowly Bears. When I give you these stats, please remember the guy played the whole game. All right. He finished four of 11 for 24 yards, two picks, sacked four times. Yikes. That is a quarterback rating of 5.3 and a QBR of zero. <laughs> and the Giants finished the day with negative 10 passing yards. Yikes.
2: Well, Mike, I'm actually going to talk about good quarterback play against one specific division. That would be Aaron Rodgers versus the NFC North. Is this a positive? Yikes. No, it's a negative for the NFC North. Okay. All right. Because the Vikings lost to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers last night. Uh, Aaron Rodgers threw two touchdowns in that game and no interceptions and dating back to the last two seasons of games that Rodgers has played against NFC North competition. He has thrown 36 touchdowns in those games over the last two years to zero interceptions. That's right. He has not been picked off by an NFC North team for two straight years. Yikes. Let me just give you a quick example of what this looks like. Uh, Minnesota couple years ago four touchdowns no picks detroit two touchdowns no picks minnesota again three touchdowns no picks chicago four touchdowns no picks detroit three touchdowns no picks it goes like this all the way down starting from last year every you know they play two games against all these teams so you are talking about a bunch of games here not one interception from the nfc north do better nfc north yikes
6: I have a nice little follow-up to your NFC North. Yikes. The Vikings, they've allowed 120 points in the final two minutes of the second and the fourth quarters this season. That's the most by any team since the 1970 merger. Mike Zimmer is apparently not a defensive genius. Yikes. Happy birthday to Kane Tanaka,
0: the world's oldest living person. She turned 119 yesterday. So what we've learned from all of this is that Betty White is a loser because she can't make it to 119. Uh, Kane Tanaka is living in a nursing home. Looks exactly how you would think a 119 year old woman would look. She enjoys doing math to keep her mind sharpish, and she likes to drink Coke. Let her live. No, oh. she's enjoying her relatively recent retirement, working until she was 103. Yikes! I don't know why you want to do that. If she lives to see the Winter Olympics next month, that'll be a cool 50 Olympic Games that will have taken place in her lifetime, and that deserves a yikes. Well, you mentioned Betty White,
2: and uh, my next yikes goes to People Magazine, because on December 28th, Betty White's Twitter account celebrated her latest cover story in People Magazine by saying, My 100th birthday, I can't believe it's coming up. People Magazine is celebrating with me. Obviously, I'm guessing this was tweeted out by someone on her staff. How do you know know. Betty's not tweeting this out? Well, sadly, three days later, she, the Hollywood legend passed away at the age of 99, weeks before her 100th birthday, but the magazine was already out. Magazine is on counters, on shelves. You could have bought it and had it, even though she didn't quite make it to 100. Let this be a lesson to everyone. Never give interviews to People Magazine because apparently it kills you because that's what I'm going to say killed Betty White. Yikes.
6: The Blue Jackets made a little yikes history on New Year's Day. They blew a 4-0 lead to the Hurricanes and lost the game 7-4. It was the first time in their entire history, 1,598 total games, that they lost a game when leading by four goals. Yikes.
0: And that's, by and large, a pretty crappy history. And they still managed to never do that until this weekend. Brazil president Jair Bolsonaro, was that right? Bolsonaro. Bolson- Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro was admitted to the hospital again today with an intestinal blockage. It is the second time he's had this issue. My knowledge of Brazilian politics is basic, so I was unaware this issue began when he was stabbed on the campaign trail while he was running for president back in 2018. Yikes. And just so you know, he's running for re-election this year with elections in October. The early polls do not look good for him because he's been a bit of a disaster, but we shouldn't worry about any election day issues. After all, he was quoted as saying, quote, I have three alternatives for my future being arrested, killed or victory. What? Okie dokie. Yikes. What What the hell is happening? Look,
2: I don't understand why some people are in politics for like 60 years. I also don't understand why, if you get stabbed at your political event, you might just be like, you know what, I that's that's not for me. I'm just going to leave. I'm not going to do that. Um, my third yikes goes to myself. I bought a pair of shoes on eBay, Mike. Okay, used shoes right. on eBay. Why not? Not like Jordans in a box. Here's the problem. So I have very fat feet that are very particular. They do not always fit. Fat. And I have a, a few pairs of shoes that I like to use, like walking shoes, right? Walk the dog around the neighborhood. I don't just want to wear like anything. I want to wear something comfy. Well, there's not been a better pair of shoes I have found for my feet than this particular shoe. And it fits really nice. Good support. I'm a hefty boy. Discontinued it? They stopped making these shoes in 2015, but I've had this pair of shoes that I have for a long time, and they've held up. But I thought, you know, what happens if I blow out these shoes and they don't work anymore? You've had the same pair of pair? shoes
0: for six years?
2: Yeah. Seven years? Well, I don't wear them all the time. I I don't know if you know this. I don't do a lot of walking. But been trying to walk the dog more. I'm afraid of these shoes giving out. All right. Okay. All right. So I found another pair in my size from the, like almost identical pair, just different color. And so I read the review and it said only wore these shoes two or three times max Almost like brand new. I bought a bunch of stuff to disinfect with. I pulled the insoles out. I put new insoles in. I sprayed everything. Yes. But I've been wearing another person's shoes, and I feel like that's yikes worthy. So yikes. So there's nothing wrong with the shoes. No, the shoes are great. Okay. It's just I'm
0: I, I know you're going to tell me this guy sold you a crappy pair of shoes. I know. No, no, no. It was a I dead rat know. in there. <laughs>
2: I know that someone else wore these shoes and potentially sweated in them, and oh, now I'm absolutely. sweating. In I'm them.
0: sure they wore it when they took a huge dump on the toilet and then had some sex. <laughs>
5: You're oh, wearing somebody else's sex shoes. I by somebody's sex shoes. Did
2: I, somebody's sex shoes and
0: yes. I didn't know it. who sex shoes. Well, jokes on them, because they you know what they had sex in the shoe. Oh, they didn't have a partner. <laughs> they'd use the shoe. That is
2: quite the individual. <laughs> got to say whatever they got going on. Good for them. Quite a
0: situation. The girthy shoe. All right, Teddy. Go I got it.
6: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Mm. All right. The Buckeyes, they also made a little yikes history on New Year's Day. After allowing Michigan to score 42 points against them, Utah went out and scored 45 points. Well, that was the first time the Buckeyes have allowed 40 or more points in consecutive games since 1891. That year, they lost to. Otterbein forty-two to six, yeah. and to Western Reserve fifty to six in back-to-back games. Yikes! It was a different
0: era back then. <laughs> yes, Herbie wants to know why we can't love football like they did in eighteen eighty-one.
6: I think Dom was on that Otterbein <laughs> team.
0: <laughs> hey, hold on a second, there! I was the announcer
6: sort of for that it.
2: game. <laughs> Rimmer
0: was calling the game. Yes, I was calling it from a with a megaphone and a lifeguard chair.
2: Yeah, I, I, seeing that on the screen that Otterbein made it onto an Ohio State football broadcast was quite the thing the other night. Good for Otterbein. Let him live. Mm -hmm. Not Mount Vernon, though. No, 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 no. Mount Union. Mount Union. That's right. I'm sorry. Nice campus, Mount Union. Kind of small. You hate it, it, though. No, I've been there, though. I've, I've, I've scoped it out. Scoped it out? Tiny. What are you doing? Just hanging around? Oh, my, 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 my father-in-law's story. wife worked there
0: so and Father lived in near law's there. wife. Wouldn't that just be your mother-in-law? Well, it would
2: be if that woman had not passed away like 16 years ago. And then he remarried to this woman. Oh, okay. So, all yes. Right. But anyway, yes, that's what happened. That's why I said it that way. Thanks for bringing it up. Good times. I'm not the one who has sex with their shoes. <laughs> what you're doing. <laughs> anyway, all I know is Mount Union. It's all right. The campus is fine. Football team, trash. Hate you.
0: What was the school you were doing? Bowling Green? Is what oh, yeah. Doing Bowling Union? Green, great campus. Hey, T-Bone here I would much Bowling rather Green. go to Bowling Green. I didn't go to college, Mount but Union. if you want to, Bowling well, Green. Who
2: says I'm not thinking about going back? You could. That's right. They got the... They. I don't know what... I, I, I know this for a fact. I just don't remember the name of the place. They have on Bowling Green's campus this place where they make these giant breadsticks that are filled and stuffed and delicious. And I can't remember, but they are like... A foot long, these things, and girthy, mm. might I add. And you know, I love a, a bread product. It's a good. You would love these. I'm sure. I, I would. can't remember the name of them. If you know, tweet it at me Let's at T Bone. You know what it is. If you're a Bowling Green alum, you the place you're thinking of is the place I'm talking about. I just don't know the name of it, but it's great.
0: All right, so that's good. Back page coming up. Common Man and T Bone on the fan.
8: Fan traffic
5: from
3: Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident causing slowdowns on James Road north of I-70. This accident does involve injuries. Please be careful as things continue to get cleaned up, and please be cautious about a 10 to 15-minute slowdown. This traffic report is sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance, where you only pay for what you need. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Visit libertymutual.com to learn more. Only Ray with fan traffic.
0: Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out once in a blue moon i will take it to the next level i have an air vent right over the toilet so when i know a wild ride is coming i'll turn down the ac a few minutes before it's go time and then when i sit down beautiful cold air greets me blowing in my face as i do the deed and the only people i trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape that's care heating and cooling call 1-800 cooling or book an appointment online at care cooling dot com when you need a company you can trust buckeye show coming up at the top of the hour in for timmy hall tonight is eric Reeser. hello buddy happy gentlemen, New Year,
7: gentlemen good evening happy new year how are you guys Excellent. Excellent. Just getting ready yeah. for
0: this very important Browns football game tonight. I know you're a big, <laughs> big Browns fan. It's important to someone. Where is your uh, where's your headspace tonight as you watch this game?
7: Uh, I'm just going to watch it, hoping they can take joy from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the final night, you'll see Ben Roethlisberger at Heinz Field. Reportedly, if they can send him out, you know, like a Viking funeral, as he's just on the canoe. Miles Garrett throws the arrow and lights the rest of his. I, I guess they got one more week left of the season.
2: Yeah, I like I like that idea a lot of a Viking funeral. With just a big L. I just, I don't, I need the boat to be in the shape of an L and him on it. And that's it. That's what we
0: need. Bone and I were talking about this before the season and now after the fact, of course. Look, I know you've had some issues this year. Injuries, COVID problems, all teams have had to deal with this. There is no excuse for this team not making the playoffs. None. None at all. There's no excuse. Nope. And that is not a harsh statement. Things need to be reevaluated in the offseason. I think it goes without saying you don't pay Baker Mayfield any money. Right. You need to bring him back next year and see what goes on. And Bone, you pointed out it wouldn't be out of the question to bring in some competition for him either this no, offseason. I,
2: I mean, I don't think so. I, I feel like if you can get a player at a relatively good price and you don't have to give up a ton who's a veteran, I mean I don't I don't know what's going to be out there. I don't know who's going to be available that would want to come to Cleveland, right? Obviously there's the you know, Russell Wilson, well, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be available,
0: right? I mean, he's not in the category of those other guys, no. but he's going to be going into a situation this off looking for a starting job. It's not going to be handed to him. I would assume.
2: No, but I can't also see the Browns saying let's bring in Jimmy Garoppolo to then be taller Baker Mayfield ish. Better like, looking. Right. I mean, there, there's, I could see them saying, well, we're not going to do that and upset all the team chemistry and everything else. We're just going to stick with Baker Mayfield. If that's the only guy we can get, Would you go after even like a like a Kirk Cousins, right? I mean, that's a guy who has the only reason I'd even look at him is because of his familiarity with Stefanski's offense. But what is it? But what does that do? Because that's also a guy you question when you need a big throw. Vikings fans know this. Like, is he going to make the plays for you? And it's not all been his fault this year, right? It's obviously your defense has been bad, but that's I I just don't know. I don't know who's out there that they can go get. And the draft, of course, is not lining up there
7: it's kind of an easy start to the flow chart do you want to go to cleveland and i think that would eliminate a lot of free agents from that pool that you just spoke about because yeah on paper that roster is a playoff contender but i don't necessarily know if they're going to pull jimmy garoppolo from wherever he wants to go russell wilson's not walking through that door aaron aaron Rodgers isn't walking through that door so yeah i think you kind of have to start going down that tiered list and then you have to ask some of those other guys like you mentioned cousins how's how about cleveland yeah and he might be like no
2: go to hell right and and last thing I'll say, I saw a photoshopped image of Aaron Rodgers in a Steelers uniform and it gave me the cold chills and I do not, no, I do not need that. I already know Steelers fans are hoping for that. Please, God, no. What's coming up on the Buckeye Show tonight? Well, we got
7: 30 minutes, and we'll get it in. We'll get it out right before the Browns and Steelers. That's Basketball like Buckeyes escape Lincoln with a win. You'll hear from Chris Holtman uh, from today's radio show, just talking about what's up next for this Ohio State team in terms of like the week ahead. I think he's hoping to get Kyle Young back on Thursday. So, hear from Chris Holtman, a uh, prominent college quarterback, says he's going into the portal, but maybe not. Like, is this the start of quarterbacks kind of using the portal as leverage to maybe negotiate? I don't know name, image, and likeness deals, or a better position with the football team. It's something I didn't think of um, before all of this happened. Some final thoughts from the Rose Bowl: uh, the Buckeyes get a defensive end for the class of 2022, which will help Matt Barnes get a promotion. Not the one I expected. And we'll talk to you how talk about how this uh, defensive staff is going to look a hell of a lot different. Uh, actually, starting yesterday, Buckeye Show, top of the hour, right here on the Fan Back page. <laughs> The Back Page.
1: The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone.
5: Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING.
1: Well, Mike, a few news and notes here. I
2: did see this, first of all. I did not know this was coming to Columbus, but I think it's cool. The NHL Black History Rolling Museum. Scheduled to make a stop in Columbus January 10th and 11th. So a week from today, I guess, and tomorrow. Uh, You can get more info on this at NHL.com. But I'm sure the Jackets will have some info on it, too. But it is a basically a mobile museum that celebrates black achievement in hockey and looks back at some of the pioneers and trailblazers who helped shape the nhl so very cool stuff there it's free for all ages so if that's of interest to you keep an eye out on i'm sure the jackets you know social media accounts they'll have more info for you as that comes up in the next few days Uh, also i saw that apparently there's a study that's been done by some researchers uh and looking at this it looks like a university in israel where they've come up with a motorized vehicle like a little cart with wheels on it. It has sensors in the cart and there's a tank on the top of it filled with water. They put a goldfish in the top. Researchers say this goldfish was able to, after a few days, figure out that if it swam to one end of the tank the cart would move. It tracked the fish's movement in whichever direction, if the fish pushed to the boundary of the cage or of the box, it would move the car. And then if it switched and went the other way? So the fish got hit to the jive that it could drive this thing. They said they have now... They believe that goldfish can navigate a vehicle... With this technology, and they actually put objects in front of it, and it went around the objects. Stop! This
0: is one of my pet peeves. <laughs> Stop empowering animals. I because animals right. are going to get goldfish. to the point where they rebel. Against, have you not seen Planet of the Apes? Mm-hmm. They're going right. to rebel against us. It's
2: like what? What is this one goldfish going to do? It's not about this one goldfish. It's, it's the about the, the
0: millions and millions
2: of goldfish later that will eventually yes. will this will become this a goldfish's toy.
0: name is Caesar.
2: Two years from now, every kid will have a goldfish car. And then all the goldfish will start mating because they're getting cars. They're going out to the drive-in. They start watching movies and, and doing things. And then one day, it's,
0: I don't want to drive your car
2: anymore. Right. Exactly. Like, oh, my
1: God, it can talk!
2: Yeah, exactly. So don't do that, especially if you come into like a large sum of money. Do not fund research like that. Speaking of large sums of money, Powerball Lottery jumps to over $522 million. Yeah, but after taxes, what is that? <laughs> well, I, always, I think it's funny. I know you're like this, Mike. I'm like this, too. I'll see that number and go, I should play the lottery. Every As time. opposed to every time, all the other times when it's like, oh, it's only twelve million. No, but this oh, boy, time
7: it's for real. This will happen.
2: Oh, I, I, and I get locked into it. I think it's happening every time I buy that ticket. I think, what am I going to do with all this money? I got to figure it out.
0: Buckeye shows coming up next. Browns football at six thirty. We'll see you tomorrow. Common man and T Bone
5: on the fan. Fan traffic from Meister's Bar Traffic Center.
3: Good evening. Watch out for an accident still causing slowdowns on James Road north of I-70. Plan on some heavy backups as things continue to clear about a 10- to 15-minute delay in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Wendy's Hot and Buttery Breakfast Sandwich. It's better breakfast o'clock at Wendy's because it all starts with a better biscuit. Get hot and buttery Wendy's breakfast biscuits made with oven-baked bacon or savory sausage, fresh cracked egg and cheese. So don't risk your biscuit. Get Wendy's instead. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's. I'm Leanna array with fan traffic. <laughs>
4: and sweaty. Don't be like Quad and beaver queef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company
5: Beaver Queef can trust. The Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com.
1: WBNSFM. HD1 Columbus. The fan. Hey,
0: Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust.
1: One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald? Bald, bald. Here's Man and Bone.
0: I want to point something out. All right? I, too... Would be bald if I, don't, if I didn't take these pills every yeah. single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills, or whatever the, the generic is called now, Yeah, for almost 20 years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had
0: to think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny, because we were watching last
2: night. I had the NBA games on, and uh, ESPN...